Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblechild.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking Baby Driver, so get your engines ready. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is unfortunately not here. He's out of town this week. But Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I normally discuss new movies, week- new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler free review, and jump back into other fun movie topics. This is episode 290, 290. And uh, yeah, this week we are talking Baby Driver, the newest film from director Edgar Wright. And uh, joining me today to discuss Baby Driver, we have from the YouTube series Initial Reaction, He's searching for that killer track. It's Philip Price. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Also joining us from JoeBlow.com, he's the last word in crazy. It's Jimmy O. Vroom, vroom, man. I'm ready to drive. Guys, how, <laughs> how are you both doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, like I said, happy to be here. Excited to talk about a good movie. I Yeah, the same. I'm, uh, it's, anytime Edgar Wright, uh, an Edgar Wright movie comes out, it's like a celebration. Well, I Seriously? Gotta, I, I gotta say, we're already into the, the point where we're saying, we like this movie. Spoilers, yeah. I also like it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, it, no, it's fine. Because, like, last week, Abe and I, and Jordan and Alan, we had to discuss Transformers. Right. <laughs> it's just, like, it's... it's You look at a movie like... We'll get, I mean, we're gonna get to this in the review, but, like, you look yeah, at a movie like yeah. this, and you look at a movie like that, where there's a lot of similarity as far as it's rapidly edited, there's tons of things going on, there's lots of actors, there's a good amount of plot and yet this movie is so decidedly better than transformers in every way it's it's <laughs> it's not like you know talking at length about why transformers wasn't good it's it's not like it's hard to not not that it's not hard and all movies are hard but it's not like it's impossible for us to enjoy something that's very complicated and of the time and has you know the latest and greatest going on it's just you can mm. assemble it in so many different ways, and here's a way where it worked to like the best extent possible, where that's like you have everything at your fingertips, and it works out in the worst way possible. It's just it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Transformers is it's kind of fascinating that way, really. Like mm-hmm. I'm always amazed by how much he has to work with and how wrong it goes it's i mean i know you guys talked about it last week but it, it, yeah like along what you're saying it really is fascinating how that happens there's a really... and it, and the thing is it has that following i mean this movie is kind of dropping thank god finally but it has those following that's like you even insult a transformers movie oh you're just a film stop no, I just like good movies with the have it with a semblance of plot, and they're you know I and I even like the first Transformers. I really no, did. Most people do. Are, like they, I like the first. Yeah. I have no problem. I don't. I don't have a problem with Michael Bay. Like I like Michael yeah. Bay in general. It's just like, I do too. Sometimes things no, just man, don't I work. Love, <laughs> I love Painting Game, like of his recent stuff yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like I oh sure, Painting Game was awesome. Yeah. I thought Thirteen Hours was fine. Like it, like it's like oh, Call, yeah. of, Call yeah. of Duty the movie. Like it was like all right, it's doing its job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Well, this isn't a Transformers podcast or a Michael Bay podcast. Let's move on. <laughs> let's, Thank God. Let's, Thank God. Let's get to other things. Uh, first, let's get to some show notes stuff real quick. Uh, let's see. We have a new commentary up for, tran- for uh, Transformers for for the uh, the real T two uh, Terminator two. Um, Brandon and I recorded that a couple weeks ago along with Abe, uh, but that's up now for our you know our 
Well, it's actually a new month. It's not even June anymore, but that was our June commentary. So it's July, which means we'll have another commentary track coming at some point this month. We'll figure that out when. What else? Episode 300, it's coming up. We're at 290 right now. Abe and I will be talking about plans for the our special 300th episode. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, iTunes reads and ratings, good to get those. Helps out our show. If you want to log on to iTunes, search for Out Now if Aaron and Abe, you can. You can do that. You can give us a star rating. That'd be cool. You can even write us a little review. That'd be even greater. Uh, but yeah, please uh, help us out there. We've had a banner contest um, for a number of weeks now. We wanted to get a new Facebook banner. Uh, something that's fun and summary. has like Out Now with Aaron and Abe on it. Fits the vibe of the show. Um, if you want to submit that, we will uh, send a prize out to you. Nothing explicit, obviously. That'd be... Yeah, get a, get a nice. Would you send that too? I don't uh, want that you, prize. You can you can send it. You can do the send it to our <laughs> Facebook page, facebook.com/outnowpodcast, or at our email, outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you're within the United States, we'll ship you something pretty fun. Outside the U.S., we'll figure something out though. It'll be something that's still fun. Uh, last thing here that we do, um, in honor of all the summer movies, uh, we do have a summer gamble currently going, where Abe and I, along with uh, several friends of the show. We're all participating in a gamble, determining what we think are going to be the top 10 highest grossing films of the summer. So we want to do a little bit of an update on that. Basically, uh, Despicable Me, unsurprisingly, made a lot of money this weekend. A lot of us have it very high in our predictions. Uh, but not quite as high as uh, Franchise Best. It's actually, be, if the tracking's right, because we're doing this a little early, so I don't have exact numbers yet. But it's like a little softer than Despicable Me 2. And much lower than last year's Secret Life of Pets. But yeah, that's... Uh, that's going on there. Baby Driver, which we're talking about today, which none of us actually predicted to be on our list because as much as we like Edward Wright, it's hard to predict that he'd have a, one of the biggest movies of the summer, did have a strong five-day total. It's going to be around like $28 million, right? Right under 30 One of his biggest opening in the U.S. for sure. His biggest opening ever. Mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't think England yeah. had a higher opening either. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> good, that's just good news, regardless of our our predictions for the gamble. It's just good news that Edgar Wright movie really is connecting with audiences. Um well, there's a number of reasons it's good news because A, he's a talented filmmaker. Mm-hmm. B, it's an original work. You know, uh, C, it's a, a moderate budget film. I mean, the, these are good things. We want more of these things. We, I, I just, we, you know, I, it always drives me crazy when people don't talk about, well, there's no originality in film anymore. There's no originality in film. What are you going to go see? Transformers 5? It's like, stop. Come on. There's other choices out there. Go see original work. Like Valerian, when it comes out, go see that movie. But uh, you know what I'm saying. But you know, it, it frustrates me when people complain about that, and, and then you see all the sequels, all the reboots, just kind of on top. And I look, I get it, but now it drives me crazy. People need to see original films, and Baby Driver. That's it. Go see it. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about it later. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun. It's all right. I see now. This will be three, by the way. Seventy-five million, so a lot, a little, a lot softer than. Uh, oh two. wow! I didn't realize it. Good. I thought it was good. So, so we hit that eighty mark. But yeah, that's a quick, quick box office update. Let's uh, let's move on now, guys. Let's get to know everybody. Where each week we ask each other a question to try to set the tone for the podcast. We better get to know everybody. Um, I have a question that I've been asking every guest that we've had on the show uh, since uh, the beginning of May. It's pretty straightforward. Which soundtrack do you prefer, Guardians Volume Two or Volume One? Hmm. Yeah, I can, I can go. Uh, I I, it's kind of easy for like I love both of them. I do, but I love I'm a big ELO fan, Electric Light Orchestra fan. So that immediately puts go. Volume Two in my favor. So I gotta hmm. I gotta go with that one. I might go with I I'm on the fence because well Fleetwood Mac is on two. Yeah. I love the Fleetwood Mac. Chain. I love ELO. So. Yeah, that, and that's a 
that's one hell of a song. Um, I might go with. Can I say equal? <laughs> can I we, say we, with a slight with a slight edge to? Uh, I'm going to give to Fleetwood back. Tweeting now, that. Jimmy O likes Guardian of the Galaxy Volume Two soundtrack. Says the first one sucks. Putting that up right now on Twitter. <laughs> yes, please, please. The worst album ever. Make sure you ask that. <laughs> But no, Sad. yeah. Uh, Sad. Abe's, Abe's not here to defend himself this week, but we have been doing this weekly. I'm a supporter of Volume Two. He's a supporter of Volume One. But it is splitting hairs. They're both good soundtracks. We're not saying that. It's just a fun line drawing between the two. Uh, but and maybe it's because the second one is fresher in the mind or something. But I mean, I'm trying to think. I know the first one. You know, obviously had hooked on a feeling, and I had Jackson Five on there. So I'm, you know, love just love some Jackson. They're fun 5, soundtracks. So. For maybe, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, both at least we. I have a, I have another question. Oh, <laughs> no, it's dying. <laughs> my, my rocket raccoon is dying. <laughs> Dang it. He was gonna use it. He was gonna add that commentary on that. Philip, uh, that's one thing I, I do bring to this show. I think that Aaron really appreciates his random toys that I play. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was gonna say I didn't know what was happening. Definitely, yes. uh, appreciation is definitely what I use to describe what Jim brings to the show. <laughs> he loves it. It's ridiculous. He he gets all excited. He's like, I can't wait to see what toy you bring out today. He told me that actually before you joined. He was like, <laughs> "I figured, yeah, it was yeah, not it's... beware. You might hear toys. It was Jimmy loves bringing toys. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. This is what I need more. Jimmy, from... <laughs> I need I need more of this from Abe. I need more yes ending like Philip does. He's you're, you're great at this right now. <laughs> He's really 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 buying into this shtick that you have going here, Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> oh, of course, I love it. I, I have another it. question for you guys. Okay. Do, do you have a do you have a uh, as John Ham described John Hambo described in uh, Baby Driver a killer track? Oh man, a song choice that you uh you you could put on to get you going. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, some some people know me. They they know I like a guy named Ryan Adams, mm-hmm. and uh, he has a song off the Cold Roses called "Let It Ride," which is it, it's just this kick-ass driving song, and you, you it just makes you feel good and makes you want to like I don't know get in the car and just take off into the sunset. So, yeah, let it ride. Ryan Adams in the car of the Cardinals. All right. I have a lot as far as, like, yeah, get in the car and just drive. But, like, I'm, it, one that, like, gets me, like, jacked and, like, if uh, I don't know. Like, every time you leave a Fast and Furious movie, I feel like I'm, like, in a zone when I'm driving, you know, and mm-hmm. put you in that mood. And, like, I don't know if I have a song for that. It'd probably be, like, an Eminem song or something if I did. But as far as, like, just car, like, getting in the car, driving, um, probably something by The Killers or Jackson Brown or something like that. Um, or, you oh, my know, God, I love your music taste. I love that range uh, right there. <laughs> oh, my God, you are, like, cool. Oh, thanks, dude. But, well, you <laughs> know what? Let's, let's fly it, Jimmy it, out to, to Arkansas right now, get him on initial reaction. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what is, is one of the best driving songs, though, for me, and this may really bring Arkansas out in me, is... Um, 38 special caught up in you all right okay dude that's one of my favorite dude dude we why have we not like actually talked about music before you got great taste okay oh my Uh, god let's get our bro down hoedown going right now let's do it all right bffs now (laughs) i have a few obviously as you know as well as you guys Uh, the one that comes to mind right away oh two come to mind Uh, one is debaser by the pixies Uh, that gets me going Ooh, good one and um boom from the roots um that's that's a that track just gets me gets me moving too. Uh, lots of others though. Plenty plenty to go on that one. 
Um, nice. And certainly, soundtracks from this summer have certainly got me because you know things off the Guardian soundtrack, things on the on the Baby Driver soundtrack, obviously. And uh, you know mm. what? I like those Pharrell. You can say what you want about the Despicable Me movies. I like those Pharrell songs. <laughs> they they work for me nope. too. Nope. Yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Hat included. I I, I did <laughs> like the I like the eighties tunes of Despicable Me three. That was the best thing. Yeah, in the you movie. like the you like, like the songs that are already uh, classics. You like those those. <laughs> yeah, I like the I I do uh, Pharrell is just I don't he's all right. I just. It's his music doesn't speak to me. It just that's how you play. No, everybody. Let's move on now. <laughs> Let's get to out now quickies. TM. Each one out now. We have one movie week that we talk about. Well, he's out of the movies. Three. We're going to go quickies. TM. All right, Jimmy. Let's do this. What other movies have you seen this week? I've seen a lot. I'm trying to think what I can talk about. War of the Planet of the Apes is freaking exceptional. Uh, I saw that recently. I saw. Uh, that one I can't talk about. Uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. What did I see? I saw... Yeah, I saw Transformers. Let's not even go there. I saw something else that I really, really, really like. And I... Uh, oh, uh, uh, Valerian. Which I, I can't... There's a, there isn't an embargo on the full review, but uh, social media and stuff is fine. I love this movie. God, what a, what a beautiful fucking... Oh, sorry. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, what a beautiful movie. What a beautiful film. And I mean, I can't I I really 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 want that movie to do well because again, it's an original work. It's I think I think it's probably uh Luc Besson's best film in, in quite a while and it you know, it's going to make a, a nice companion piece to Fifth Element. I just I really love it. Did you see it, Aaron? Not yet, but yeah. that's very encouraging because I'm a huge Luc Besson fan. I'm a huge uh, Fifth Element fan and I'm very excited to see it. So it just it's it's it doesn't talk down to the audience. I mean, there are there's a few couple maybe minor issues, but man, I just I, I it's just a sight to behold, man. Just a thing of beauty. So there you go. Wasn't there a movie at home that you watched that you didn't like? Oh yeah, Beauty and the Beast sucked. I hated that movie. I hated that movie. It was because everyone. What's funny is a filmmaker friend of mine suggested it because he's like, and he's really picky. He's like, no, I really liked it. So I'm like, okay, I'll check it Brian out. Brian De Palma. And I uh, know, no, I, I don't want to say because I'll be too. It'll be kind of dangerous. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and, oh, so uh, you had you hadn't seen it before? This was the first I, time you saw it. I had no desire to see it because okay, it looked. Okay. My thing was, I'm kind of getting tired of. Oh, let's remake every single animated movie we've ever made to make more money. It's driving me crazy because I hated Jungle Book. I hated uh, um, Cinderella. There was another one. No, I lo- that was the one I liked. Maleficent. That was the one I liked. Uh, Peach Dragon. Right. Yeah, that was that was stupid. You hated Peach um, Dragon. There was no point in that movie. There was no oh. point in that movie. <laughs> It was just a waste of time, um, and I feel the same. I did. I, I uh, to be honest, I watched about twenty minutes of Pizza Dragon, and I said what? no. So, oh, man. Uh, so, and I, I didn't have to. I didn't have to cover. It. it was like it's one of those things where if it's my time off, because I see a lot of movies. If it's a bad movie, I or I just don't care. I'm not gonna sit or, and watch it. Or if it. you're not getting into it within the first thirty minutes, that's understandable. I can see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That and so, but Beauty and the Beast, I, I you know, my, my son wanted to watch it, and I, I just it was weird. It felt like it looked at some of the some of the uh, the uh, the effects looked like sci-fi quality, like asylum quality to me. It looked terrible. I mean, not not that bad per se, but. The, the Miss Potts looked creepy. It just, and I, I just, there's no chemistry between those two. 
I I it's agree. Just, with, it, I agree with the look because it, and it does this does Beauty and the Beast, which we talked about, so I don't need to go too far into it. But Beauty and the Beast was my yeah. aside from Maleficent, which I really dislike. I think that was my that was my least favorite of these Disney remakes because I do I I like the Jungle Book, I like uh, Cinderella, and I like uh, Pete's Dragon, but this one. I think it's fine, but it feels too much like it was slavishly devoted to exactly remaking the original film, or the at least yeah. the, the yeah. animated film. And because of that, seeing animated versions of Lumiere and Cogsworth, it just looks more like like sad torture than like something adorable. And so it's like, yeah, yeah this it just looks, looks weird. This just looks weird to see like a, a candelabra coming to life because I just feel like they'd be saying "kill me" every chance they could because of how terrible the situation <laughs> seems for them. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 there's a, a weird kind of ugliness to the film. I thought it was an ugly movie. I really did. I, I it just the way it looked, the way they they I and they remade. There was a French version. I don't know if you saw that with Vincent Cassel. And it yeah, was pretty that's cheap. the um, what's it, Christopher Gans film, right? Yeah, and I actually preferred that one because I, it felt yeah, at least it's it's not great, but at least. I felt it had more originality and a little more heart to it. Yeah, that's on Netflix lo- now uh, for people that want to see it. That's the the 2015, yeah. I think it's like 15 or 16 version. Yeah, with um, Leah Sado and and Vincent Cassell, and yeah. and because I know that one's more inspired by the um, the 19 the 1940s. Uh, yeah, the 19 like the 1940s yeah. being the Beast version. Um, but Christopher yeah. Gans, who a filmmaker I'm okay with, he certainly knows how he's doing production design wise, and so I, that mm-hmm. that's that's what intrigues me most about that version. But, uh, yeah, there's a couple a couple things I didn't like, but it was definitely a, a just a more pleasant version mm-hmm. to me. I was just better to me. So obviously, it, it the the uh, the effects on that one were eh, not that great all the time either. But still, it was at least prettier to look at. I didn't. I didn't. I just. It, I know, it felt ugly to me. So there you go, that's why I saw this week. All right. (laughs) Philip, let's get to you. What have you seen this week? saw a lot this week. The wife and child were out of town, so I caught up with... um, Monday I saw Rough Night and 47 Meters Down, and uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised by 47 Meters. I didn't expect a whole lot going in, so maybe that set me up, but I I enjoyed that a lot more than I expected to. I want to see that. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's really quick. It's, you know, 80-something minutes maybe, and uh, it's paced really well. They build up the, uh, uh, you know, the situation and the, you know, up the uh, the ante for what's going to happen and how they, you know, sustain this time of them being underwater. It was, I just thought it was surprisingly well done. And, uh, you know, Mandy Moore and um, what's, I forget, Foy? the other girls. Is yeah. it Claire Foy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, so, yeah, it is. And um, but I was surprised how well they played off one another, you know, just being underwater in, you know, scuba gear for mm-hmm. an hour talking to one another. It was, you know, I was never bored. It was I was surprised. Uh, Rough Night was OK. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I, I need to go back and watch very bad things now. I haven't seen that one. So uh, uh, and the guy who does initial reaction with me was like, go back and watch that and then tell me what you think between the two. So I was like, okay. That movie's a lot um, but darker. Yeah. <laughs> to very bad things. That's, it's, it's, yeah. it's very dark. I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen Rough Night yet, but I know that that one's much light. More light, Despite the fact that it involves murder, it, it, it's more lighthearted than very bad things, which is like, let's go dark and stay dark. Like it's... Well, the weird <laughs> thing about Rough Night is like, you get half an hour in and then the murder takes place and then it just it's like nothing like they just stay contained in this this beach house and it's um, they just talk and nothing really happens no 
progression really other than they just keep making dumb decisions about what they're going to do but they don't actually do much Mm -hmm. it's really kind of strange how stagnant it gets um well it's comedic right i mean they 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 kind of build up the comedy don't they i haven't seen that i what that was the thing like it wants to be one of those movies about people like behaving outrageously and the comedy come from that but it never it never feels like you could actually cut together a montage of people acting crazy in this movie because most of what they're doing is just wow. talking about acting crazy. I don't know. It was, it was, you know, I didn't love it. It was, it was average, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it definitely has some funny parts. I laughed more at it than say um, the house, <laughs> which I saw Thursday and was really disappointing. How was uh, the I house? Still, Cause we, we, that was not, I that actually was... didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I thought it was, I, but keep in mind, I, I just thought it was a, uh, Netflix like ne- time waster type thing. If I w- it was on it Netflix, is, yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah, I mean, but going to a theater, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I just I still hold out hope for you know a Will Ferrell comedy every time. I really do. I try to, and uh, you know, because I mean, I don't know if you're the same, Aaron, but like you know, being sixteen, seventeen when Anchorman came out, and then Talladega, and you know, late to late teens to early twenties with Step Brothers and everything. He was just like. I loved everything he did, and so now it's just kind of like, come on, man. And the house was just another one of those get hard or daddy's home type deals where it just kind of was like, ah, yeah, what I, happened? I'm in this zone where I think peak Farrell is kind of has come and gone at this point. Where I, yeah. I still want to, I, I laugh at Will Farrell. I think he's a very funny person. Yeah. Uh, in addition to, I like him. In addition to many other people, especially like in the house, which I did not see, but you know, at some point I might. I really wanted to hope it'd be really funny because it has a lot of like Jason Manzukis is like the third lead in that movie, and Jason Manzukis oh, yeah. makes me just cackle. And he saves it, so he saves, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not, I'm not surprised he does, but yeah, that's you can only go so far if you just have like a couple guys that make you laugh occasionally when you have a you know, something like Anchorman or or Talladega Nights. Like it's not just that they're funny; it's that like Adam McKay and Farrell, like they really worked hard to like make it a something that works as like a as a story to a loose extent but just something that's like it sticks with you like it has that kind yeah, of like it had legit all... substance yeah. to it like is, you, yeah. you know what the house reminds me of and I, I do you remember those comedies in the 80s that would come out like i'm trying to think of like a uh, tomboy or uh, a, a private resort or it reminded me of those really dumb, ridiculous storylines that you're just like, there's not not plausible at all. It reminded me of that because it was crude and R-rated and all that stuff. It rem- but it, in structure, it reminded me of that because it was just like, oh, we go from here to completely over the top. Yeah, you no, know, I, and I liked that arc of it. Like, I liked how... Yeah how suburban they were and how much they embraced it and then just totally went off the rails. Like I thought the premise was perfect for a feral mm-hmm. comedy and I was excited cause you know, I, him and polar hadn't really been paired in a movie together either. No. So yeah. I, you know, so I was like, okay, this could, you know, and the director was, uh, you know, is his feature debut and he hadn't really, uh, he'd written, I think like the two neighbors movies yeah. and, uh, Mike and Dave, uh, but, yeah. um, he hadn't directed anything. So I was like, okay, maybe he'll be, you know, pumped and really motivated and bring something to it. But yeah, I mean that way it just, there, as far as that approach, it just felt kind of 
generic. It's but the, um, yeah, it's kinda, it, it feels it's very, like it's very generic. It feels like it's, it's very it's, generic, It feels but... like it's the B team coming in to direct these ones, where it's yeah, not you know, not like yeah. obviously like Adam McKay, like I said, or even like, like I don't know Judd Apatow producing or whatnot. Like, uh, it's like that kind of stamp. It makes me like excited to see one of those. But it was one of those one. It's like one of the writers of a few comedies that I know. It's like yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Now, yeah. it makes me sad that I feel like Adam McKay is past feral now <laughs> like it's like i want them to do something together again so bad and i feel I like we've heard rumblings of it I, forever i haven't lost faith in feral i think there's gonna i i but i think he needs to do something a little different i would love to see him try drama again i would no, really I, love to see yeah. that stranger than fiction is fantastic and mm-hmm. i mean even everything must go I like everything must go pretty solid pretty good. yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, I'd I'd love to see him do that. Um, but other than that, I you know I saw Baby Driver. Obviously, we'll talk about that. Saw Despicable Me Three, which, um, you know, I don't know if we were going to talk about that at all, but it is you know not good. Um, yes, it not, wasn't good. It at wasn't all. Good, but no, it was. Bad. <laughs> um, I thought yeah, uh, Trey Parker's character was the best thing the movie did. Um, Dude, agree completely. Best thing in the and, movie. And we were talking about the songs earlier, and they were a little on the nose. They were, but it was, I mean, they're fun nonetheless. And, uh, but it was just fascinating to me that they had like all these things going on. Uh, you know, they give like two of the daughters storylines, they give Kristen Wiig's character a storyline. Then you have um, the new villain and then the new brother. And it's just like, what is all this leading up to? And then it just kind of, some of it pays off, some of it doesn't. I don't know. It was weird. And the kids won't care. They're, the kids will care that there wasn't as much minions in this. And I kind of miss the minions. I don't know about you guys. Oh, no. I was, weird to say. Well, this is, I was happy. I was happy to this have is what, no minions. This, I hate minions. This is what I have to say about this, because I, I am not a fan of the first two Despicable Me movies, and I, I don't like minions. Um, <laughs> that was this, the funny thing. Yeah, I didn't like the minions movie. This, well, this is what. Oh, it was terrible. So what, so, terrible. Which is why I'm su- not. I'm surprised. Despicable Me Three is the first one I liked. Like, I enjoyed this. Well, I had fun the, with this movie. Wait, the first one's actually good, though. I don't like. The I like the first one too. I don't. I don't yeah, the I'm first a, one's actually good. I'm not a fan of these it, Despicable Me movies. the only movie. one that's good. I'm telling you. I'm I'm not in that crowd oh. where that these ones work for me. I haven't I haven't liked these. It's so a three was the first time I kind of enjoyed it. I liked that there was no real desire. Like the the first the first one like it has this desire to have some pathos to it, which I'm like, all right. I just kind of got bored. And then the second one, I think mm. the first forty five minutes were really strong, and then it kind of went downhill. I don't need to talk about the Minions movie, but this this third yeah, one I was like terrible. This third one for me it was just it was a straightforward Looney Tunes cartoon. Like it didn't try to do much more than it needed to. I had the amount of fun that I think was required, and the minions were having their own separate thing, which I actually found enjoyable for the first time when they're going to jail and whatnot. I was like, you know what? I don't mind this. I, 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 I can wow. tolerate this. So either either I've been worn down by this series, or I was just in the right <laughs> mood for this Despicable Me movie because this was the only one that I'm like, this wasn't bad. Like I was able to, I, I was having to pay attention through the whole thing and not feel bored by it. So, but that's I know well, I'm in the in, in the minority in this <laughs> this degree, but at yeah. the same time. I'd rather not enjoy the movie than not. And so I was happy to walk out not having hated that experience seeing this movie 3. Well, remember in Jaws when Robert Shaw takes the chalkboard and runs his nails <laughs> down it? Every every single time Drew talked, I was like, oh, you're killing me. You're, it was so freaking annoying what they did to his voice. It just was, it literally sent like just, 
uh, it made me uncomfortable. Fun fact. It was like that was the original voice he was doing for Foxcatcher, and then they re-record. That's not true. I made that up. But, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. So but, about yeah. that, yeah, it, it, the gap, that movie sucked. This one's yeah. I was gonna say it's been diminishing returns for me. Like I didn't mind Despicable Me. I thought it was average, but I it was definitely. I don't know. Two and three, I guess, are kind of on the same plane. I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like two at all. But um, best one yet, uh, Aaron Newworth, right here. <laughs> Put it on the poster. Um, the only other thing I saw this week was um, I finally got around to seeing the Book of Henry. <laughs> okay. And uh, just because I was so curious by what you know how everyone was talking about it. I haven't seen know, it. How is it? <laughs> you know what? It's as batshit insane as people are saying it is. Just by the plot twists alone that happened, but it, I didn't mind it. It's not a bad movie. I didn't think so. I don't know. I, I hate to like talk about it too much. Cause you do need to kind of go into it as, you know, unexpected as possible, but I didn't think it was that bad. Have you seen that one, Aaron? I can't remember if you'd seen it. I had not. not got a chance to see it cause it didn't screen for me and I just didn't have time to get around to it. But I, I feel like I knew what to expect. And I don't think that if I did see it, I don't think I necessarily like it, but at the same time, I don't think I'd hate it in the same way that the kind of critical community has in sort of pile up on it. I um, yeah, no, at the very least, and, and maybe it is because I did you know read and see a lot of headlines about it being terrible, and I just that lowered my expectations going in. But yeah, no, I mean it's it is weird. Like it's like who came up with this, but at the same time, it's got some heart to it, and I you know I kind of enjoyed moments in it. Yeah, a friend of the show, mm-hmm. Scott Mendelson, um, he. He he didn't like it overall, but he certainly admired the things it was doing right. And aside from superhero movies, our tastes tend to align. So I feel like I'd have the same reaction. So, yeah. But um, mm. yeah, I, I I'll probably see it eventually. And because I do like I like to support Colin Trevorrow because I do like Safety Not Guaranteed, <laughs> and I do like Jurassic World for that matter. I'm not gonna say it's the so... best Jurassic Park movie, but I do like Jurassic World. Uh, and I look, I still look forward <laughs> to what he's gonna do with Star Wars. And so like, all right, he made this like crazy other movie. Uh, we'll see at some point. But, uh, yeah, no, I'll be interested to, to see what you guys think if you see it. It is one of those where it's like you want people to see it just to see how they'll react because it's it's kind of that interesting. I have seen a few things this week. I've seen Brigsby Bear. Uh, have you guys seen this one? Jimmy, or, I have not. I've heard of it. You know, I, I, haven't. I haven't seen it, no. So this no. is from uh, – it's written by and starring Kyle Mooney of Saturday Night Live. It's, it's He plays a – a young a man of his age who has been who was abducted when he was very young and by Mark Hamill and Jane Addams who posed as his parents and would then they made a TV series for him called Brigsby Bear where it was only shown to him and they raised him with this show essentially every week they make a new episode so like by the time he gets rescued he gets rescued he's like in isolation like he can't see out the outside world beyond this by the time he gets rescued he's seen like 700 episodes of Brigsby Bear and upon get, uh, going home to his real parents um, he still has this kind of obsession with Brigsby Bear and so he wants to basically make his own like version of it to kind of wrap up the storyline it's a very weird movie it's it's a it was a hit at Sundance, I know that. Yeah, it's produced by the Lonely Island, um, and it because mm. it it's like a it's a, like a lighthearted version of Room, if that makes any sense. I mean, it's it's obviously weird, but <laughs> but the like the the nature of the film. What I like about it is it's it lacks cynicism. Like it's it has a very innocent presentation of both the character played by Kyle Mooney and just the way people handle his situation. 
there's a way for this there's a way where this movie could have made fun of these characters or had like laughs at the expense of what's going on with this guy who hasn't been out in the outside world before and make him like a fish out of water who's the butt of the joke but it doesn't do that it has a a different vibe to it which makes sense given that it's like a sundance hit and not like a mainstream hollywood movie um and i enjoyed it quite a bit i think it's uh quite worthwhile and it, it, it's hmm. it's funny and sweet and heartfelt uh, well still you know it has some remnants of a dark edge but it's not nothing like too aggressive but it's uh it's good i also saw a ghost story uh, Ooh, i want to see that the director of pete's Me. dragon um and <laughs> oh i don't want and that. ain't them body saints um, it has Casey Affleck as Rooney and Rooney Mara. It has Casey Affleck as Rooney Mara. It has Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. People may have heard about this one. This is where Casey Affleck wears a white sheet for a good majority of the movie because he his character, he and Rooney Mara are in a relationship. He dies early on, and he's just kind of it's basically a ghost in his own house, uh, embodied by a white sheet with holes in it. So it's the most Halloween costumey version of a ghost you could find. That's awesome. At 90 minutes, it's very slow paced. I I think people have heard about this. There's a whole there's a scene where Rooney Mara eats like an entire pie. That's like there's no cuts. Um, oh and, yeah. While like the, while the ghost watches her, it's the kind of, it's that kind of movie. It has it, I wouldn't call it like I think all movies is, are pretentious because that's what the, it's artists putting their stuff on big screens. It makes no sense to not to be pretentious. But but the it very much feels like an an art house movie that's not going to be for everybody. At the same time. It does have this kind of poeticism to it that I think can make it worthwhile to some people. Um, it, it it has its own rhythm. It has an idea of what it's doing. And I appreciate it, I think, more than how it's done. But it's certainly interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the last film I saw is Okja, which is now on Netflix. This is the new Bong Joon-ho movie uh, from the host and Snowpiercer fame. Uh, this one, we talked about the trailer a few weeks ago. This film has a lot of people in it. Uh, Tilda Swinton, Paul Dano. It concerns these genetically modified pigs that grow up to be the size of hippopotamuses. Hippopotami? <laughs> um, there you go. And no, the, this one in particular concerns a young South Korean girl who has grown up with this Okja, the, the, the pig thing. Um, and it becomes this mix of kind of like E.T. type sincerity and scathing company satire business satire um in terms of what they wanted what the plans are for this pig versus the relationship this little girl has with it i think it's it's fine it's not my, it's not up to the level of the host or snowpiercer for me as far as bong joon ho films go but it is an original mm-hmm. film by bong joon ho that's easily available on netflix so it's certainly worth watching i would say um mm. as yeah i started it yeah. late wednesday night but i didn't i made it through <laughs> maybe an hour 20 so i need to i need to finish it has a lot of stuff going for it, I think. I, I don't think the, the satire side of it is as interesting, um, but, it I mean, it, it informs half the story, so you can't really go without that part. But um, it, it it certainly it's something to watch, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in, you know, finishing it and seeing uh, how, how it uh, wraps everything up that it started, but... Yeah, I need to I need to make time to finish that. It has Jake Gyllenhaal in like a really weird role as like a he's a like a an animal I, like got like a like a Steve Irwin type like an animal yes, like very. fun guy. <laughs> and it's and I can't tell if it's like so bad that it's just like kind of great or just like really like it didn't work. I, I'm still so far. I mean, granted, I haven't seen the whole thing yet, so I don't know how well or not it may work in in his complete arc but uh 
But yeah, no, it's it, definitely. It's, I think he went for it's it. It's weird because it's Gyllenhaal, and he plays such like a, a sprightly kind of figure. Like he's very. Yeah. It's like a mix of Steve Irwin and like Richard Simmons, like the way he's kind of going for it, which is really odd. But that is so strangely accurate. <laughs> yes. <that's... laughs> so yeah, that sounds like it would never actually pan out, but. It's, yeah, that's it. So that's Okja, which is on Netflix now, uh, streaming. That was that at Quickies. TM. Let's move on now. Let's get to our trailer talk. Uh, one of those, we talk every week we talk about one of the newest movies, trailers of the week, what we thought of it, when it's coming out, what have you. And this week we had the first trailer for Jumanji, colon, Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle! We have fun games! Thank you. Sorry, I had that. No. You're welcome. Uh, very, very necessary. I'll keep that audio clip. I'll always be able to play it. Um, Please do. Please <laughs> this, do. Uh, this new take on Jumanji... Uh, stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, and Jack Black as basically av- like video game avatar versions of ju- characters in a in a Jumanji video game, um, where as opposed to the original the '90s film where characters like the the world is kind of brought out to the real world, this time characters go into the world of Jumanji um, and inhabit these like these 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 characters played by these actors. It's directed by Jake Kasdan, who's Known for you know a lot of comedies like Walk Hard, for example, or a movie called The Zero Effect, which I really like from the '90s. Mm. This is a it's a little bit of a departure, given they have like an action adventure comedy this time around. Uh, but with all that said, let's start with Philip. Phil, what do you think of the trailer for Jumanji? Um, I was ready to hate this thing because, and I know I, I assumed you would have loved the original, but I was I was surprised <laughs> to find out that you didn't because I just thought everyone of our generation loved the original. Um, but uh, so I was ready to be like, oh, what is this? Of course, with the cast, I was hopeful, but I was really pleasantly surprised by how fun this looks. And so I'm, you know, and it is cool to get the other side of the 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 deal with going into the game rather than just being on the outside of uh, of the game uh, from the original. So I'm 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 excited to see what they do with this. I like that how they're positioning these different personalities in you know in in the bodies of these stars and that jack black essentially gets to play you know a 17 year old uh preppy girl is uh intriguing to me so i can't wait to see what he does with that and then of course the rock and kevin hart were great in central intelligence so i'm happy to see them back together and then to put black in that fold i'm really excited for it and it looks like a lot of fun i'm i'm in so yeah Jimmy? Okay, I don't really have a, a emotional connection to Jumanji. I never saw it. Have no desire to see it. It just it it, it was I was a I, I think I was too old when it came out. Uh, so it just didn't appeal to me. Um, I watched this trailer, and so here's my thing. Um, so Dwayne Johnson is in Baywatch. He's in Jumanji. He's going to Big Trouble in Little China. I just stop. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. Do something original. I, I, it, I, I, yeah. The the trailer did nothing for me. It looks like a looks like another Power Rangers. Type. I mean, it's if you're into that sort of thing, maybe it'll be okay. It just looked very generic, and I, his kind of his shtick is getting old in those kinds of movies for me. So the trailer absolutely did. If anything, it made me go, well, that's a movie I don't need to see. That's really all it did. All right. Gosh, I'm getting I, I'm like I'm so jaded. I used to like everything. Jeez. I am I I am actually excited about this movie, mainly because I don't like the original Jumanji. I, I am not a fan of that movie. That was one where I think I said this before at the podcast, but like when I I saw that when I was like I guess nine, given the year of that came out. 
and that was like one of yeah. the first movies where my dad and I walked out of the theater, and I, we we both kind of agreed, well, that sucked, and we just kind of moved on with our lives. Well, <laughs> like, it was, uh, and that's when I became uh, a movie critic. No, um, but, um, <laughs> it's just no, I, I don't have any nostalgic love for Jumanji, and I think Zathura from John Favreau is a million times better than Jumanji. Um, I do like the third. Yeah, so, and and that one I think is similar to what this one's doing, where it brings you into the world as opposed to bringing the world out to you. And I th- yeah. I think that's a really if you're gonna do another Jumanji, I think that's a great you know a great angle to take where you're not just simply remaking it. You're you know, it, I mean this is technically a sequel um, to that film. Um, however, connection they decide to make with it, but I know that's the kind the kind of the idea. Yeah. But yeah, no, with this cast and the kind of idea they're running with, I just hope that. Jake Kasdan, who's not you know known for action directing, I hope he can he's able to keep up with all the personalities and the stuff that's going on here with the visual effects and what have you. So yeah, I'm every step of the way hearing about this movie, I'm like, well, for me, this has nowhere to go but up. So I, I look forward to seeing what they do. <laughs> and now this trailer's delivered, so I am more excited than uh, I probably should be for a Jumanji sequel. So wow. Here we are. Uh, but yeah. Uh, wow. As far as like, hey, this will be a you know. A holiday comedy that comes out and we'll see what happens but yeah speak jumanji arrives in the jumanji sorry jumanji colon welcome to the jungle arrives in theaters december 20th welcome to the jungle we got four games. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah all right guys let's move on now let's get to our main film review for baby driver what is your name baby your name's baby b-a-b-y baby It's one you say listen to the music all the time. Is he uh, mental? Mental meaning slow. Was he slow? No. He had an accident when he was a kid. Still has a hum in the drum. Plays music to drown it out. And that's what makes him the best. Whoa, 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 whoa. One more job and I'm done. One more job and we're straight. Now, I don't think I need to give you the speech about what happens when you say no, how I can break your legs and kill everyone you love, because you already know that, don't you? Yeah. The moment you catch feelings is the moment you catch a bullet. And your uh, waitress girlfriend, she's cute. Let's keep it that way. I want us to head west and never stop. You in? I'm in, baby. Okay, that should have been some of the trailer for Baby Driver. Uh, We know what happened with Edgar Wright. Following The World's End, part three of his Cornetto trilogy, the acclaimed filmmaker was set to make Ant-Man. Things changed, and Wright was able to make the film he's been developing for over two decades, which is Baby Driver, a car chase musical starring Ansel Elgort as Baby, B-A-B-Y Baby, a getaway driver with tinnitus, so he constantly listens to music in order to drown out the pain in his ears. Baby works for Doc, played by Kevin Spacey, who uses a number of different criminals for different heist jobs, including John Hamm, John Bernthal, and Jamie Foxx. Baby is only working to pay off a debt, and with the addition of a new romance, played by Lily James, Baby is ready to leave all the driving behind. However, Doc has other plans, meaning Baby will need to use his natural gifts behind the wheel to his advantage. Let's start with Jimmy. Jimmy, you're an Edgar Wright fan. Yeah, I. it's a hitting the hit. I mean, he just keeps doing it. The, and we were actually, uh, a group of uh, other, me and a few journalists yesterday were kind of going by great directors of, of, of this, ever, really. And what other director can you think of that has made literally every film he has made has been good? Like, really good. It's a short list. And, that Edgar Wright is certainly on yeah, for me. I know that. It's short list. And, and Baby Driver is really exceptional because... It could have been easily just. We've seen Drive. We've seen The Driver. We've seen 
countless other movies with the same, but the way he kind of builds it with with the oh let's make it a musical oh let's add the he always has the headphones always it's such a pleasant experience i think he's i do i think he's on par to be like another quentin tarantino i think he's that good and i think this movie is only only the beginning for him philip what are your thoughts on baby driver yeah no i mean it's hard to say anything bad about baby driver like it's it really is Mm-hmm. A fantastic film. Um, just it, the idea is great. This kind of musical with these inspired choices, you know, uh, that kind of I don't even you know, it's hard to even describe. It's like the symphony of action, I guess, uh, where, you know, the having just action scenes set to to music beats is is a fantastic idea. And, you know, you see that in the trailer, all the trailers all the time and you, you note how cool it is, but to actually have someone plan out and execute these intricate action sequences down to the beat of these specific songs is just that's you're not going to find that anywhere else in any other movie this year. Um, at least I don't think you will. And so it's I mean, it really the the value of how much care he puts into crafting his movies is is really unparalleled. And, and you can see it come through on the screen. It's just you know as someone who loves movies watching someone who loves movies make movies is 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 pretty great and this is definitely a a fine example of that Mm -hmm. yeah i you said it bill there's it's hard to find something bad to say about baby driver um i yeah i could i could try um there's a there's a few there's a couple too many endings perhaps but i mean it's um it's a blast yeah this, this movie is a lot of fun there there is I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan, as I think people know. Um, I think I do think every one of his movies is not only like good, but just like a top tenor for me as far as that year goes. I, I've yeah, I think I think you're right. I, I I said good, and I was after I said that, I was like, no, they're better than good. They're pretty great, all of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no no shame in my my love for all of these movies he's made, and Baby Driver just goes right into it. Like it, I was concerned, I guess, because it was a straight up action crime movie as opposed to an act like a comedy although this is you know there's a lot of comedic moments in it but playing yeah, it, playing it's it straight funny. i mean i i um when, when the world's end was coming out i got to i i had the chance to interview Edgar right and I, I asked him about like how he's become kind of a stealth action director while making these movies because of his like mm-hmm. the elaborate fight scenes in hot fuzz and world's end and scott pilgrim and he kind of he's like yeah i have kind of like i i do love action movies which i think anyone that's seen hot fuzz can tell and you mm-hmm. see that in full force here where He's still scripting a movie that has like these great characters and what have you, but the film is structured just like, as you mentioned, Jimmy, like Drive or The Driver or many other number of movies where it has a very familiar story, but it just works because of just the amount of craft that goes into these action sequences, the way the story is designed, how it's structured, how it plays out, how you use soundtracks to like your to to the advantage of the movie, where you have these yeah these great needle drops that are edited to the rhythm of the film. The, to, for those that mm-hmm. just don't, I, it's because the trailers if they they're selling it to a point. Obviously, it's connected with people since it's making a good amount of money relative to its budget and everything, uh, and being an R-rated mm-hmm. film and all. But like, 
if you don't get what the movie, it, you know, it's synced to the beats. It, the only way I can describe it is think of that scene in Shaun of the Dead with Don't Stop Me Now playing on the jukebox and how it's all synced to that. That's the entire movie. And it's amazing mm-hmm. how that works. It's so, that's, I imagine, I imagine that requires so much careful choreography and so much like great editing work and having to shoot so much to make sure it's right. Cause all the song, all the songs are like an exact length. And so the music, the movie has to align to it perfectly. And it does. It's really strong in that degree. Like the direction is stellar here. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what else Wright's able to do. That you know, not if that necessarily incorporates this exact kind of rhythm to it, but just as far as a director who can make a variety of different kind of films go, I look forward to seeing what else he's capable of that imbues his kind of modern sensibilities with his love for classics. I mean, you said it, Jimmy. There is a certainly a Tarantino element to what Wright does because he puts these like ideas for movies into this pop culture blender, and they come out great, like consistently. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, the the what what. Edgar, I, I did get to interview him for Baby Driver, and and you know, I, I there's something about his and Tarantino as well, their knowledge, their love, and they're they're just they're just they're surrounded in film. They know everything about film. They you can ask them about any film in history, and they they're they know at least they have an idea. If they haven't seen it, they they're very aware of it. And I'm telling, I, I mean, I think that's something to be said for young filmmakers out there. Know your history. Know this stuff. Know everything you can about cinema. Because when you have the talent like those two guys do, and you have that knowledge, you can do anything. And I think I, it's, it really does. You need to know your history if you're a filmmaker because it makes you a, a better filmmaker, period. I think what helps is that it's so like their love for film is infectious, where there's plenty of people that yeah. understand yeah. like how film works and like what what you know love movies and have all this knowledge and what have you, and sometimes it just it doesn't translate to screen. But these like Wright and Tarantino, sure, or, you sure. know, right for this purpose of this review in particular, that love is so like clear on dis- clearly on display where they don't just want to like show you that they love movies; they want you to love movies as much as they do, and. Yeah, that's a good that, point. That yeah, plays, yeah, they know how to yeah. apply it. Yeah, and yeah, that that's... plays so well to something like this. That's just a ton of fun. And speaking of the fun, these performances are great, guys. Like, I, I, we can get to the adult cast or you know the older actors because they're all terrific. But Ansel Elgort, yeah, surpri- Ansel Elgort surprised me here. Like, I, I was fine with following their stars, and like I've only seen like you know those Divergent mm-hmm. movies are like he's not doing much of anything besides being the weak brother. Right. But this movie's like this kid is cool. Yeah. Like, th- put this kid in Han Solo. Yeah, like, this kid's he's fun great. to watch. Like he like the moment he starts the screen where he's just kind of like singing along to Bell Bottom. Like it's just fun. Like I just want to see what he does, and then he delivers the whole way through. Like he has this this kind of intensity that you saw in Ryan O'Neill or Ryan Gosling. There's a lot of Ryans in these drive movies. In in drive, like he this his kind of sense. Of... Ryan O'Neill, yeah. by the way. That's what I said. No, I said Ryan O'Neill and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, oh, a lot yeah, of Ryans. Uh, but no, his kind of his stoicism mixed with kind of his. I guess the laid-back charm he has when he's talking to Lily James's character, like he just he sells every bit of it. And even as an action star, he's like in the midst of these chases, and I just I bought I bought him every second of the way. Where he's not, he's not like in his execution of driving and being this kind of action guy. He's not perfect, which I think the movie does well by. It's not like he's just mm-hmm. like he's a good he's a great driver, but like he does have to do a lot of improv, and it doesn't always work out exactly the way he wants it to. And I think it shows that he's mm-hmm. he's both human and cool, and just works it in the a right kind of way like it's like he's 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 like millennial han solo in this movie and i was really i was really happy about that mm-hmm. 
with the jacket that helped. And you know, I, I've got to say, uh, you mentioned Lily James. The uh, their performances and their relationship and their dialogue reminded me so much. Speaking of Tarantino scripts, reminded me of Clarence in Alabama and True Romance in the best of <laughs> okay. ways. In the best of ways. They, yeah, I've heard that comparison a lot, but I was gonna say I th- feel like uh, Elgort's performance would be one that would be easy to kind of dismiss because there's not a whole lot to it. But it really, or I mean, you know, on the surface, like he's. Mm-hmm quiet and stoic and uh it's you know generally people aren't going to view that as something that's difficult to pull off but no he, he really does just have and i said this in in my review but like if you're going to walk down the street and dance to us you know to, to harlem shuffle like he does here you have to have this effortlessly cool swagger to you and he and he pulls that off and that's not not always easy to do yeah i mean props yeah. to i mean because you know here are the announcement of the cast for baby driver for a new edgar wright film like all right ansel elgort we'll, we'll see where that goes but like he saw something right. of him clearly because it just pays off here in spades questions i got a question doc why would i believe phones over here hear the goddamn word you said you lay down your whole play he ain't even listening baby the target is an armored truck at Perimeter Trust in Dunwoody, 10 a.m. sharp. We have the details of the route because someone at the depot has a nasal problem. The bank itself is right near the Buford Highway, so we should be able to hit the ramp within 60 seconds again now. We also have a diversion crew. They're going to blow up a bread truck a ways away, keep the fuzz busy. The dress code is the Michael Myers Halloween mask, but don't all buy your mask at the same time. It looks suspicious. The switch car is ready, but you want me to hit the long state parking structure at Hartsfield Jackson to get a heist vehicle that stays colder longer? Boost a commuter car, a family car, something that blends in well with morning traffic. Something on the heavy side, in case we need to ram the cops off the road to Escalade, Yukon, Avalanche, whatever. It needs to be ready for an 8.30 start in the a.m. Questions? Well, ain't y'all cute. That's my baby. Uh, the rest of this cast, also great. Uh, <laughs> this, everybody. This is, the kind of, this, everybody. this is the kind of movie where, like, I think people forget how good Jamie Foxx can be, I think because his is kind of celebrity persona tends to be a bit overwhelming at times to put it mildly. And here, I think this is his best. He's like, he's scary good in this movie. Like he's like, he's, he's he's both fun and very threatening and and like the same speed. And that's, it's like, I, I've liked Jamie Foxx a lot in other movies, but yeah, I, I think he's really good in here. Yeah. I'm general. I'm generally not a fan and I, but I loved him in this. I mean, I like him as a person. He's a great guy. He's a great interview. But I, I'm I his movies I generally think I, when I see his movies I see Jamie Fox you know it's I I see the celebrity but this is this one he he just nailed it he really did yeah I know I thought he was I mean he got some of the best lines I thought from the mm-hmm. and there's a ton of you know sharp dialogue in here like it's 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 obviously you know right as a as a great writer as well and I mean he he gives a lot here but I thought Fox got some of the best dialogue and he really is unpredictable like the character is a, is a wild card in the best sense of the sense of the word and um yeah no I thought he really he he stood out to me out of out of everybody as as good as Elgort and as good as Elgort and James are together in this really cool romance they have um that is is pulled off well cuz it you know I've heard people, one of the chief complaints I've heard is about around their relationship and how it kind of lacks development and it you know kind of jumps right into it without without ever giving a, a basis for why she would get in so deep so fast and uh, uh but i i kind of liked how they executed that but even beyond that like 
Fox's performance is what stood out to me. It's just like, wow, that was really something. And I could, I mean, I could see. I mean, as a things to hold back the movie for. Yeah, I, that the relationship happens. Like it doesn't give her much to do beyond, you know, no. be the person he falls in love with. But the movie has this kind of stylized nature to it, which I think is what helps Kevin Spacey's character as well. Where it's it's very pulpy. Like this film, the plot easily comes out of like a '40s gangster movie, and it's even written that way to an extent, where you have. Kevin Spacey delivering lines like shop let's talk it and just like saying like just like lines like that that are just so specific and like key to a different time but I think the movie's direction it, it makes it such a it fits a it, it's not trying to be real necessarily it's it's fitting into this kind of different right. tone where I mean you have action sequences that are set to music and so you have characters that are speaking in very pulpy dialogue and what have you which is why I think again yeah, Kevin I mean, Spacey's really good in this movie too like he, he fits both the kind of intimidating head gangster guy but also this kind of strangely paternal figure to baby as well and it kind of it sinks it comes through which I liked yeah mm-hmm. I mean no one makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich the way baby makes a sandwich for his foster dad in this movie in real life like no one no <laughs> one does that. but but that's what's so cool like that is Edgar Wright showing why movies like the 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 art form of movies is like this is what you can do with it this is why it's such a, a cool thing to experiment with and you know to just take it up to that level of this hyper reality is is just you know that's that's just him taking advantage of the art form and it's that that's one of the things that makes the movie and the characters effortlessly cool guys how yeah. about these car chases <laughs> these car chases are insane and they're <laughs> And again, you the practical effects, man. You can feel it when they hit. You can feel it every crunch. It feels so good to see on a big screen. Yeah, no, that the I mean, the first one is, you know, that opening one is it. it it's an all timer. Gets it like it's so going. good. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. Just like, just, I, don't, so I, don't, good. I can't even come up with like how to describe how good. See, I mean, it's, what, it's just spectacular! It's a masterpiece. I mean, like you, like you said, Jimmy, they're practically done and they look great. Like that opening one, yeah, it has a couple where like the 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 car just like careens around a corner, does a U turn, and like the the wheel gets like you know an inch away from the camera and keeps speeding off. It's like yes, this is like this is re- this is a great car chase. This is how you do it. And there's you know there's a few of them and they just look fantastic all the way through. And the music's great. You get like just it's just such an effortlessly cool kind of movie to watch when you like see these well done, well choreographed car chases that go along with just the fun that comes from this movie. Yeah, and if there was one thing that was kind of uh you know, that was you know, one of the few detractors was I wish there would have been maybe something a little more uh like, you know, in that that kind of paired bookended with that first one mm-hmm. to to come at the end and and kind of be on the same level i was looking for that like you said it kind of goes on maybe uh you know 10 15 minutes too long to to or takes a little too long to wrap up everything but um but yeah i wish i was kind of hoping there was something to match that opener as a, as a closer and so that that was one of the things that did kind of not disappoint but i was like okay i mean like i didn't mind how it 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 ended and it's certainly there's no lack of action um but it's just far as the level that it was operating on i was i was hoping for something a little more it's almost a credit to the movie that it can get away with not having a giant car chase to end it in the same way it began (laughs) like it's the movie's that good where it doesn't have to have that sick that like um, cyclical like rounding out to to make it work but no i i agree but yeah it is there is like a 
a good amount of action towards the end. But yeah, it ends in a way. I'm not gonna give it away, obviously, but it, like there's a there's a logical way things kind of play out, which feels so like, like if you can think of Hot Fuzz, where it does it ends after a giant whole you know after the epic action sequences in that movie, it ends with everybody doing paperwork. Like it's the end of that movie, and it and there's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. a, there's a kind of logical way this movie plays out as well. It's like well yeah of course that had has to happen. <laughs> like all this stuff happens, so things need to play out a certain way. We mentioned this briefly, but I mean we talked about. Um, baby and Lily James relationship, uh, uh, Deborah. Uh, but there's also, yeah, the the um, the relationship Baby has of his uh, his foster father. Oh which yeah, I also, like so good. It, it is really good. It it has a lot of it has a lot of heart to it, which I um, I wouldn't say I wasn't expecting necessarily, but like I was, I felt like I was more invested than I saw coming by the time it reached the kind of end of that relationship, where I was like, this is yeah. really nice. Like I feel for what's going on right now, and um, mm-hmm. it's to go too into it but the the stepfather uh joe he he's he's played by a by a deaf actor who plays deaf in the movie um and so they mm-hmm. they communicate in sign language and you know for all the great that edgar wright can do as a writer who like gets these characters these great lines to say it's neat to see him work you know without that ability to have to you know have these characters perform a relationship for the audience that involves no dialogue whatsoever and that really plays out well like it's it's neat to see you know it's director giving himself somewhat of a handicap to not work with like one of the best tools he has which is you know a gift for dialogue and i think it plays out really well here yeah i agree i agree uh let's see i failed to mention john hambone but he's great here too i (laughs) the he has a great look to him i i i very much much like him staring incredulously at people in Mad Men, and he brings that to like a new villainous degree here in this film, which I also enjoyed. You know, it's funny. I've never watched Mad Men. Mm-hmm. I never did. I never got into the show, and I actually caught that after I saw Baby Driver, and I was like watching an episode. And I was like, ah, no wonder this guy became a star. He's really good in that <laughs> show. <laughs> uh, what else, guys? There's <laughs> this movie's. <laughs> I, there's, I mean, there, we could talk. I mean, there's so much good about it. It's just, it's one of those movies that you feel good watching, even, and it's pretty violent. That there's, you know, the car scene, that one, the, yeah, the, the scene. I don't moments. even want to. Wow, that that's incredible. But uh, yeah, it's uh, the the music selection is amazing. Unlike you know, it's it's the probably the soundtrack of the year. Oh yes, over over Guardians. When you when you have a, a two sure. LP soundtrack going for it, yeah, I think you got you got a lot to work with. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I I hope this. I hope people see it. I hope people go go see this movie. It's so fantastic, and you don't need to just go. It, you know, unlike Aaron said, it's not just playing this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Right you, you can go during the week. Well, yeah. That's By Friday, it'll be gone. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> no, just kidding. I th- I think this will be. I I just hope this does really well for him. I I want you know, and I, I love the fact that he takes his time to make the movies too. It makes it really worth waiting for to me. Fortunately, people are seeing it for one thing. That that's you know helpful. But you know, an R-rated movie like this in the midst of a very crowded summer, it could easily get lost in the shuffle. Mm. But. Fortunately, it's not, and I'm very happy about that because this movie, as we mentioned previously on the podcast, it did get moved from its August release date to June, which made me think, okay, Sony's really – they really want this to work, and the ads have been there. I've seen them. Like, it's maybe not – you know, it's maybe not saturation in the same way Transformers or any number of animated movies are, but this one, you know, the, the presence is being felt, and I think, it, you know, in an age where we talk so much about the reviews and how bad they were for, like – well, Baywatch or Pirates or what have you, where their studios are blaming the reviewers for it. This movie, you know, super mm. high reviews. People are all about it, and it's nice to see like the results 
seemingly play off. Like, I don't, I'm not going to say reviews are the reason this movie is being seen by people, but they didn't hurt. I mean, no. it's not, no, they, didn't <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't bring that down. And yeah, there's, there's that weird, like when a movie gets re- incredible reviews, like a night, you know, like drive. And then everyone's like the reg, you see the ratings for the average audience. It's like 45. And that, that is common. And I, I'm glad that's not happening with this film. Well, just to, I don't know if this provides any insight for you guys, you know, not being in, in, uh, California or, you know, more in the Hollywood area that, you know, you guys are my Tuesday night, seven o'clock show. in you know, just outside of little rock, Arkansas was, was pretty crowded and people definitely were enjoying themselves. So nice. uh, Yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to pay off as far as it it has an a minus cinema score, which is not a, not a foolproof (laughs) way to look at things, but I certainly appreciate what it kind of does. Uh, but yeah, people, mm-hmm. I was genuinely surprised how how crowded it was, and it wasn't a you know one of the small theaters either that they shoved you know the smaller movie, and it was a it was a it was a good sized theater, and so it was it was it was promising. Let me so let me talk about this because I saw I've seen the movie twice now, and the second time I saw it with my lovely girlfriend in 4DX. Um, you guys know what 4DX is? Wow. Yeah. No. I. I yeah. I want to go. So. Explain to her. Yeah, explain to her. I'll explain. Yeah. So, because I, I was somewhat, yeah. on, I knew an idea of what it was, but I didn't know how far it goes with it. So the idea of 4DX, as opposed to IMAX or RPX or any kind of uh, you know superior sound video entertainment version in a, in a theatrical release, uh, 4DX is kind of a an all-encompassing way of experiencing a movie where it takes into account like the way the camera moves, um, certain smells that occur, certain weather distortions. <laughs> so in saying that, there's a couple scenes where water comes into play. You get some drips on you. There's some there's moments where like cars burn out, and so you smell burning rubber or what passes as burning rubber, um, and you also get like some small amounts of smoke. Um, certain flashes of light lead to lights being flashed in the theater, and most importantly, huh? the entire seats move while you're watching the movie. <laughs> so like, it's like going on like a motion ride, like Star Tours or something like that, like where you're literally sitting in the chair, and it will like if you know things are moving around, like the car is creating around corners the whole seat will like move to the left or move to the right or tilt forward or tilt backwards um i i, I knew the seats would move to a degree in the same way that like d-box does where you just get like pounded in the butt a lot by <laughs> while watching like an action movie but this was way uh-huh. different this was like wow you're I, I didn't realize how involved you would be in the movement of the movie but it happened it was uh Quite the experience. I wouldn't say I need to like see more and more movies in 4DX. And with that said, I feel like I probably would have killed myself if I saw Transformers in 4DX. But watching <laughs> watching Baby Driver for a second, especially having seen the movie already, so you know I already have an impression of what it is. Yeah. So I don't have to like have my 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 perspective permanently glued to the 4DX experience. It was something. It was something. It was something enjoyable. Had you seen it that way the first time? Do you think it would have been distracting? I think it would have been very distracting. Yes. Uh, I okay. mean, I'm I, I'm good enough about watching movies where I probably would have made do, but I said I, I don't think I'd have the same kind of uh, not necessarily the same high, or at least a different kind of high coming off of Baby Driver the first time if I saw it that way. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. It, mm. it was a it was a way to see it. That's for sure. <laughs> so. I, yeah, I'm curious. I, I kind of, I've been, I wanted to see Mad Max Fury Road that way, and now I'm kind of like, well, maybe I'll see this one. Uh, I'm very curious what the filmmaker's involvement is, and so like, I'm very curious, like, if Wright sat down yeah. and did that, or if they just, he just, you know, like a team of people to, like do it themselves, which probably makes more sense. But still, it's a, it was a ride. <laughs> it was a, it was a mm-hmm. two-hour ride watching 40X. 
Yeah, wow. we probably won't get that here until like 2022. <laughs> no, so. <laughs> just in time for Avatar 3. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why you'll get it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. Uh, any other thoughts of Baby Driver, guys? No, no it's great. Go good. see it. Yeah, yeah go see it. Right, yeah. Now, go see it. Right now, before it ends. Yeah, it, it's, you know, we're just espousing enthusiasm <laughs> for it, so it's hard to kind of dig in deeper on it at this point. But uh, I know, it's right? Just, yeah, it's just, it's a str- it's a really great, fun movie. It's it's going to be easily a highlight of the summer for me. Um, I, I imagine you guys as well. Certainly, you know, some good things have come out so far, some bad things have come out. There's some good things coming, and probably some bad things coming. Mm-hmm. But Baby Driver is like, this is. You know, it's an it's an original action film, fit for the summer, really fun. I mean, you say it's it's R rated, um, and I was even curious if it was going to be R rated just watching the preview. I didn't see South by Southwest, so I had no idea what the content was. But you know, seeing Ansel Elgort in a car chase movie, like that could be PG thirteen. But no, it's it's an R, but like mm-hmm. it's not like a it's not a devastating R. There's some violent stuff. There's swearing, but yeah, there's a lot of swearing, but it's yeah, it's not it's not anything that would. It's be, not it's yeah, not Logan. It, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not Logan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm not saying take the whole family, but I'm just, but you know, as far as a fun summer movie goes, this is one to see. Like, you shouldn't be mm-hmm. lured away if you're slightly concerned about content-wise. But yeah, 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 I agree. All right, well, that was Baby Driver, guys. I, I think we all would say see this in theaters, if I'm not mistaken. Right now, Absolutely. yes, see yeah. it on the, see yep. the biggest screen possible. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, cool. All right. Let's uh let's move on now then. Let's get to our uh let's get to our sponsor real quick. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Why Audible? Well, Audible content includes more than 180,000 audiobooks for your iPhone, Android, Zune, or any kind of MP3 device. Additionally, Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com/outnowpodcast. Choose a book to download for free and start listening. It's just that easy. audibletrial.com/outnowpodcast. Be a winner and read or listen at audibletrial.com/outnowpodcast. Okay. Moving on. Let's um, let's get to our let's get some feedback here. Feedback, feedback. Where we um, feedback, feedback. Thank you. Where um, You're we go over. I, I never get to. Do I know that. I lack Abe, so I, <laughs> I need some villains on this. But um, every week on the uh, Facebook page, Facebook Facebook.com/slash podcast, I ask a number of questions for the listeners. You listeners give us the answers, then you listeners give us some questions, and we try to provide you some answers. It works out that way. And so I asked a number of questions here. Jimmy and Philip, feel free to lend your answers as well if you want to. And um, here we go. Here's the first question. Favorite character from an Edgar Wright film? Amy writes, hard to pick one. Maybe Constable Fanny Batterbaum. I mean, Danny Butterman from Hot Fuzz. Uh, Jay writes, Shaun of the Dead. Peter Serafinowicz's character as Funky Pete. Uh, Hot Fuzz, Timothy Dalton as Simon Skinner. The World's End, Eddie Marzon as Peter Page. Or David Bradley as Basil. And in Scott Pilgrim, Chris Evans as Lucas Lee. And Philip writes, Nicholas Angel in Hot Fuzz. You guys have favorite Edgar Wright characters? Wow, that's a hard one. Yeah, I was going to say, that is really hard. And I was going to ask, like, where would Baby Driver rank among your, you know, your Edgar Wright list? What would it be? But uh, that's, it's too, it's, I got to. Too into the weeds there. It, yeah. It's, I've, I've yeah. seen the other ones so much. So it's like I need to I need to catch up on Baby Trevor first so I can yeah, have a final tally yeah. on it. But it's certainly just as yeah, good as yeah. some of them. Like they're all four and a half, five stars out of five for me. So it's you know, it's. I would say I would say Kevin Spacey's going to be in the running for one of the best oh, yeah? characters because he was really great. He was really good. Uh, I I loved uh, Simon in uh, The World's End. I really did. That's, yeah, I was gonna say Gary. Gary, King, it's like Gary King. Is I've something about the world's end just hit me in a way that 
I don't know. It's one of my favorites of his, and that's why I was like got to thinking about rankings. But yeah, I love Peg's character in, in World's I, End is is definitely up there, if not one of one of my favorites. I think Peg and Frost are rather brilliant in that, as far as both comedic acting and dramatic acting. I think there's some great dramatic yeah. stuff in those between both those guys, which I think just pays off having them in the other two films. Uh, this is a great like kind of capping out of that trilogy as far as their emotional growth, as far as actors and what they're capable of. Mm, I also really like maybe. Uh, to to go away from things. Kieran Culkin in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World as uh, I was, as I was about to say oh, yeah, Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, overall, Pilgrim might be my favorite of his. So I was trying to figure out. I was like, oh, I there's a lot of great. But everything about that movie is so yeah. good. Yeah. There's so many uh, the, the 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 vegan police or uh-huh. the whoever they. Uh, uh, Collins and Chris, uh, Clifton Collins, and and, uh, yeah, yeah, so awesome, so awesome. I mean, this is a hard question just because there's so many great characters in all of these movies, but uh, yeah, there's. Can we just say all of them? Yeah, we can say all of them. <laughs> Although, uh, what's it? Although, Timothy Dalton and, and Philip, Timothy think... Dalton, Hot Fuzz, also brilliant. It's just it's, it's oh, yeah. everything he does in that yeah. movie is funny. I I think Philip and I are 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 going to be BFFs. I'm having this like uh, <laughs> this uh, stepbrothers moment because everything he says, I'm like. Dude, are we now best friends? <laughs> Did we just become like, best friends? Yeah, it's like who would el- who else would pick Gary King? Seriously, seriously. Uh, I well, I know, but and I felt that that's why I was kind of like silent on the on the uh, on, on the tip off of that question. But it's it I was gonna like I said something about the world's end and his character and that like it's so Love funny it. like he's so funny. Love it. But yeah, I'll give a it's it, I'll give a strong shout out also to Bill Nye and Shaun of the Dead as Shaun's father. Oh, there's so like good. he's so dryly funny, and then when the time calls for it, he makes this emotional moment really pay off in a time where you do not think it's gonna yeah. happen. And it just it's it's another just the way Wright can do that, I, and you know bring these actors, bring great actors into his movies for one thing, and like get these great performances mm-hmm. in the midst of like comedic mayhem is very impressive. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Jeez. Speaking of mayhem, I need to rewatch Shaun of the Dead. It's been too long. Speaking of mayhem, here's a so here's our next question: What movies have the best car chases? Jason writes Death Proof. Chris writes Yeah, Death Proof rocks. Also Ronin and all the Mad Maxes and Smoking the Bandit. Uh, Keith writes To Live and Die in L.A. and Ronin. Mm. Uh, he also adds Raiders of the Lost Ark, Road Warrior, and The Driver. Uh, Jay writes The French Connection and The Blues Brothers. Braun writes Bullet. Nippon writes Ronin. Justin writes Cannonball, the Cannonball Run. Philip writes The Castle of Cagliostro. <laughs> and Manish writes Mad Max Fury Road. So we got a lot right there. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of great... Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, we're, I, I, well, I'd also add probably like Vanishing Point mm. and, and uh, Dirty Crazy Mary, Larry. Crazy Larry. Like this, especially those 70s movies were just all, all those car... Easy, easy writer. I mean, those movies are classics for a reason. And I, I especially... You know, I mean, that's where Quentin Tarantino and Edgar Wright got these ideas from, you know, the driver. So, so many good car chase movies. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I was trying to come up with something that wasn't on, you know, that people haven't already listed. But I don't know my 70s cinema good enough to know, you know, anything else there. But um The one thing that did pop into my head, and I was waiting to see if anyone said it was as funny because we were talking about Michael Bay earlier, Uh but damn it if I don't love Bad Boys It's a great car chase. (laughs) Oh, sure. It's a great car chase. Exactly. It was a great great car chase in 2003, a year of car chases. You had Bad Boys 2, The Italian Job, Too Fast, Too Furious, 
Hollywood Homicide was in there. Uh, there's like there's a, it's like a strange year where like Hollywood it, Homicide. Oh it's a strange God. year where there were not only a lot of car chases, but they filmed a lot of them at the same time. Like Bad Boys Two and my and um Too Fast Too Furious. They had to like take turns filming on the freeways because they were doing car chases at the same time in Miami. Like this. Oh. Um, I will highlight To Live and Die in L.A. Um, I love the French Connection, but I think um, William Friedkin. Because he so wanted to top himself, I think he kind of did in To Live and Die in L.A. With there, there's there's some amazing just camera work in that scene, and they literally have a scene where William Peterson is driving backwards on the freeway, which just seems like an impossible thing to do, um, especially at that time. And they did it, and it just it's an amazing car chase sequence. And yeah, the Blues Brothers was mentioned. That's another great one. Which I mean, it's funny, but at the same time, it's a real car chase. Like there is like crazy stuff happening, and like the speeds that these guys are going at to make this kind of amazing comedic set piece work out, it happens. So, but, <laughs> no, lots of lots of great picks here. Um, yeah. Next question: Favorite Kevin Spacey movie? Amy writes L.A. Confidential. Callum writes The Usual Suspects or Seven. Jay writes A Bug's Life. Tyler writes Glengarry Glen Ross probably. Manish writes Seven. Chris writes Usual Suspect in 7 as well. Philip writes L.A. Confidential. Justin writes K-Pax. And Braun writes American Beauty. Talk about a great career. Mm. Like, none of these are bad movies. <laughs> like these are, well, K-Pax. But, I mean, none no, of these are bad movies. No. <laughs> Can't believe there's no Superman Return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty much his best film. I mean, I, I don't know why people wouldn't like that movie. I, I will go with L.A. Confidential for mine. I think that, I mean, it's a... It, it's a, it's, yeah, no, there's a I'm, lot of reasons why it's a great movie, and he's he's a, a great arc in it. Usual Suspects is one of my favorites of all time, so I have to go. I have to keep that one mm. up there. I'm gonna go with something a little, uh, hey, you know, a little against the grain. I freaking love the ref. Oh, the Dennis ref, Larry, yeah, okay. and uh, oh my god, what a, and Judy, Judy Davis. Davis yeah. Judy Davis and Kevin Spacey are freaking gold together. I I love that film. Love it. Uh, perfect Kevin Spacey asshole territory. Uh, Swimming with sharks. That's a good one. Oh, oh, great, great movie. He yeah, was a, a really terrible agent, and Frank Whaley plays like his assistant, and he's just like the worst boss ever. <laughs> like it's a, mm-hmm. it gets very dark towards the end of that movie. <laughs> but or actually the, the yes. whole movie, the, whole, the framing device is him being tortured. So it's yeah. I know. Um, Did you say the ref, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, it's a Christmas okay. movie. Okay, I haven't seen that. I need oh, yeah. to see That's, that, I guess. Oh, so it's Der- Dennis Leary at his best. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, cool. he's okay. the funniest he's ever been in that Yeah, the rep is a, it's I, Den- I, so Dennis Leary plays a, um, he plays a crook who's trying to rob uh, Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis, like they're a married couple. He tries to rob their house. He Things happen. He has to take them hostage for like the rest of the night he's involved. Like it's, it, and they're all they hate each other. It's a miserable <laughs> marriage. Yeah. Everyone hates each other in the family. It's like, it, it's golden. You have it's to a, see this. Yeah, film. I was gonna say, fantastic. given our rapport so far on this, you know, on this I know, episode, right? I need to check this it's out. A, yeah, I think you'll love it's a, it. It's a fun Christmas Watch movie. It it's on. I believe it's on Netflix. It was on Netflix for a while. Oh, so okay. It shouldn't, it shouldn't yeah, be too hard to yeah, find. I think it yeah. is. Uh, next question: yeah. Favorite movies about crews of professional criminals? Manish writes Ocean's Eleven and Jackie Brown. There's my answers. Uh, Daniel writes Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Tyler writes The Killing, Reservoir Dogs, and Le Cercle Rouge. Uh, Chris writes Fast and Furious and Reservoir Dogs. Braun writes The Usual Suspects. Jay writes The Rififi, another one of my picks. Uh, Justin writes Usual Suspects. And Philip writes Heat. Hmm. Once, yeah, all once good again, ones. ran the gamut here. <laughs> it's a good set yeah, of movies. Yeah. I would, you know what? It's not really the same, but because they're more drug addicts, but I kind of would go with train spotting. That fits. I mean, they're, you know, it's criminal. They're not really professionals, criminal but behavior. yeah, they're criminals. No. Yeah. 
But hey, I'll, I'll, not necessarily that. But I don't know. I just wanted to say train spotting. Really, that's all I wanted to do. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something, but I, yeah, I don't know. Besides the ones that are mentioned, the departed maybe. Do we yeah, say no. that or just no? Say that, that works. Oh, oh, good fellas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did we say, yeah. we say that? That's one of the best. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Here we go. Here's the next one. Come on. <laughs> Next question here. What movies have your favorite soundtracks? Everyone and their mother wanted to chime in on this one. So let's see. Jordan writes, soundtrack, Drive, and Kingsman. Original soundtrack, Tron Legacy, Inception, and Interstellar. Wonder Woman is pretty great. Too recent as an example. Um, And probably the current, the only current day superhero with a memorable theme. Um, For forgot, oh, forgot, okay, I think this means like underrated soundtrack. It follows. So perfect for that film. Um, mm-hmm. Ali writes Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan Pulp Fiction, Jurassic Park, There Will Be Blood Brandon writes Gross Point Blake Can't Hardly Wait, Scream 2 and I know it's kind of tired, old, obvious answer but Saturday Night Fever uh, Jay mm-hmm. writes Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 the soundtrack is so much better than the first one um, Braun writes Austin Powers Snatch, Fight Club, Spawn and The Matrix we gotta throw on that Spawn soundtrack guys so we can remind ourselves how great that one is apparently um, mm-hmm. put, I'm sure there's probably a lot of like metal and you know some like new early new metal right 96 97 yeah probably um, Nippon writes Drive Inception and Tron Michael writes Michael Lee friend of the show writes Pulp Fiction and Purple Rain Angela writes Run a Little Run for Action Somewhere in Time for Romance Evan writes Some Kind of Wonderful that's a pretty good soundtrack Justin writes Guardians Volume mm. 1 Anas writes Anything Ennio Morricone Hans Zimmer and Disney Steven writes Rushmore, Vision Quest, and Into the Wild. Chris writes Drive, Pulp Fiction, and Natural Board Killers, my fave. Philip writes Until the End Ooh. of the World. And George writes Blade Runner, Drive, Birdemic, and Hannah. Wow. These are That's good. All. These are all yeah. really – there's a lot of good – I would also add – let's go back a little bit. I would add Singles by uh, Cameron Crowe's yeah. Cameron Crow's movie. That I mean, if you ever – if you are a child of the 90s, man, that, that album was a get, must Get your have. grunge on. Yeah, yeah. Also, Lost Boys. The Lost Boys, yeah, is rad. Okay. Um, oh. I, I, I'm a Mad Max Fury Road. As far as soundtracks go, um, yeah. uh, pretty much all every every Tarantino soundtrack, um, all the Wes Anderson soundtracks, yeah. I'm a huge fan of as well. Um, sure. The, the, the Edgar Wright soundtracks I like as well. Like his, his great yeah. soundtracks. Yeah. And I'll throw my love for the RZA in there. I the Ghost Dog soundtrack is a is a favorite of mine as well. Ooh, yeah, the first yeah. movie he provided music for, and got like recruited a bunch of other rappers to provide music for. But yeah, lots of just so many options. Uh, next question we have: best music fueled action sequence. Scott Mendelson, friend of the show, writes offhand the Somewhere Over the Rainbow shootout in Face Off. Um, News writes the Axe Gang versus the Three Masters sequence in Kung Fu Hustle. Michael writes Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood, Bride versus Ren in Kill Bill Volume One, even if it's only in there for a little bit. David mm-hmm. writes the final Bronson and Fonda standoff at the end of Once Upon a Time in the West. Nah. Callum writes the Matrix, the lobby scene. Uh, News writes all of Run Lola Run. Thor. Yes. Thor writes Mirror in the Bathroom, Gorse Point Blank. That's a great pick, which Julian answered, uh, replies with "fuck yes," and I agree with that statement. <laughs> um, I agree. Chris I agree. writes Freebird from Devil's Rejects and Tupac's song in uh, Django Unchained. Uh, Jay writes Shaun of the Dead, Don't Stop Me Now, Bar Brawl. Justin writes the every 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 part of Kingsman. Braun writes the snatch, the boxing match scene. Ricardo writes the diva song in the Fifth Element. Jordan Grau, friend of the show, writes the um, uh, Freebird from Kingsman Secret Service. Thor writes Strobe uh, from Kickass. 
Uh, Jason writes the fight scene in the bar brawl with Queen and Shaun of the Dead. And Mar- Margie writes, uh, this was kind of fun and silly, but the car chase scene in Date Night. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> you know what? You know what? A scene always uh, a perfect mix of music and uh, not really a little bit of action. It's a following chase scene is uh, the hot tension with uh, uh, Muse. Oh, that oh. scene creeps me out, and it per- works perfectly with that song, Newborn. I, I will say this because I'm not a fan of high tension. I know you are, but 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 I know I, you're but weird. I, yeah, but I do like that. That is that sequence because she's in like the back of the truck, or she's chasing him at that point, like the, in the muse's. She's playing. chasing yeah. him at that, that point, and they she's following them. Th- that yeah. middle section of the movie I do enjoy for the most part. I do think it's fine. Like I think you should watch it again. I think you should give it a chance, and because there's so many little hints there that it. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. We'll see if I watch it again. But at the same time, I do remember that sequence yeah. specifically, where it's like, oh, this is cool. This Muse part, like that was that was that's a mm-hmm. that's a good moment in there. Sure. Yeah, I'm trying to come up. With, I can think of a lot of sequences, but I'm not thinking of any other action sequences that I can that are particularly standing out to me. But no, a lot of those, you know, that you know, talking baby driver, that the Shaun of the Dead bar brawl, obviously yeah. That's what I thought of as well. So last question here, which is actually going to bring us to um, a thing we're doing later on here or in a few a few minutes. Uh, we're at the half point of the year. What are your favorite films of the year so far? Uh, Bob writes, it comes at, what, number one, it comes at night. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Get Out, Wonder Woman, and Logan. Justin writes, Guardians, Lego Batman movie, and Cars 3. Chris writes, Logan, Guardians, and Wonder Woman, watching Baby Driver on Tuesday. Manish writes, Get Out, Logan, Personal Shopper, Wonder Woman, and The Beguiled, and Split. Jason writes, animated, Captain Underpants, superhero, Wonder Woman, action, Baby Driver, comedy, Lego Batman movie. And Jay writes, Lego Batman and Free Fire. So, Jimmy, I know you got to... That was pretty good. I like that Jimmy, movie. I know you got to go in a, in a... Like, right now, actually, if, if you if you need to, but... Uh, yeah, I, I actually so, do. So, so if you want if you want to, like, add your, your favorite films of the year so far, then you can take off if you want. Yeah, it's really, it's a little difficult because I'm, I'm looking... I, think, I would think I would go with Colossal with oh, yeah? uh, Anne Hathaway. Okay. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, Logan, Wonder Woman, Baby Driver, War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I know I'm missing something. There's so this has been a good year. This has been a really good year for movies, especially big budget movies. I'm I'm kind of surprised. So yeah, I, that's I guess I'll have that for now. Yeah, I know it'll change, and I know I'm missing something. So there you go. Fair enough. Nice. All right. Well, Jimmy, I know you yeah. got to take off. Where can... And unfortunately, I do have to bow out. Well, where can people find more of your work online? Of course, you can find me at joeblow.com, arrowinthehead.com. Uh, you can find me on face, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Periscope, all that crap. Uh, and of course, uh, hey, I'll, I, I'll have some news about Sick for Toys soon, my friend. Yeah. So we're almost live. Very cool. That's the film that you produced, so, right? Yeah, produced and uh, co-wrote. And co-wrote, so, yes. That's uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm really... Oh, and awesome. I've I've seen the uh, one of the cuts and I couldn't be happier. It's pretty messed up and pretty awesome. I think it's gonna be uh, it's a it's a pretty twisted flick. It's pretty cool. It's uh, I love it. I really love it. I'm really proud of it. So I'm excited. Very cool. And uh, I know people um, might be aware. Some aren't. Um, Jimmy and friend of the show Jason Coleman, who also writes for Wise the Blue, um, they host a thing called Flicks for Fans, which has its own Facebook page, mm-hmm. and they get to. Um, they screen a lot of the they screen a lot of movies um, over in LA. So if you're in the area, I'm sure um, there are things coming up soon, including a Sick for Toys at some point. Yeah, look look for it. Flicks for Flicks for fans like us. Uh, it's a great we do great stuff, and it's uh, we always have fun. We always have a real audience friendly uh, fan friendly evening. So uh, yeah, bring it on, man. Well, very cool. Well, Jimmy, yeah, I know you got to go, but thanks for thanks again for joining us today. 
Yeah, sorry I have to leave so early, guys. It's all good. We'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Cool. All right. Later. Go see Baby Driver. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. All right, Philip, it's just you and me now. And uh, we've right. still got some questions to go through here, um, questions that our listeners asked us now. Um, so first one we have here is from Jason. He asks, what are the best 4th of July films? What are the best 4th of July films? Oh, man. You just got to go with Independence Day, Independence Day right? is a great one. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, what what, uh, what else? Uh, uh, I Last year, uh, my girlfriend and I, we watched The Sandlot and Stand By Me back-to-back, which I think made oh, for a pretty nice. solid double feature as far as 4th of July films go. That good call yeah ah that's what i need to i need to get on that wavelength not the obvious one golly um yeah no sandlot is and stand that's that's yeah that's all you need right there i feel, I feel like baseball need, films but... in general probably are a good fourth of july movies. <laughs> like this, this yeah. seem to kind of work like when i think about it it's so it's yeah it's americana right up the right up the middle so that's all you need i think a lot of kind of amblin blockbusters you know things like raiders of the lost ark or whatnot like those kind of work for the time of the year um obviously big willy weekend of course right so you watch will smith movies oh, there you go. <laughs> get you some wild wild west yeah there. legend legend of bag advance or... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if only Collateral Beauty had come out. Oh yeah, this it would have made would have made just ducats of money. People were like, "Oh my God, it's a big little weekend." He plays a he feel good movie. He plays a year. grieving father. I can't wait. <laughs> oh no. Um, other fourth Fourth of July films. I I know Top Gun's like a big yeah. favorite around this time of year. Yeah, yeah. Which then kind of leads into like Born on the Fourth of July, but that's not really <laughs> the, exactly the exact opposite. You want to watch? Oh, I mean, like. Let's have a good, fun evening, and yeah, no, so I don't know. That's yeah. But yeah, certainly a lot of. I, I generally, as far as I'm concerned, I think a lot of, like you mentioned, Philip, a lot of Americana really sticks out for obvious reasons when it comes to Fourth of July. But you know, things like big spectacles that have this kind of patriotic feel to them, like Top Gun, if you like that movie. I'm not a big fan. Or Independence Day, which I am a big fan of. Um, yeah. I, you know those. Those work for the time. Of I haven't year. watched top, the original Top Gun enough. I, I, the original Top Gun. I guess I'm just saying <laughs> that because of everything. Well, I mean, you got, they got the they got the sequel, that. Top Gun Maverick, coming out yeah. in 2019. Yeah. So two years. Yeah, uh, we'll see if that actually happens. But uh, um, no, I have I have you know it's one of those ones everybody talks about and everybody loves, but it's just I haven't I've you know I've seen it obviously, but just not enough. And you know it was it was it feels like a movie that was very much of its time. So. You know, it's it's got its fan base, but I, you uh, yeah, know, I'm, it's fine. It, yeah, it's fine. It's <laughs> how I define it. I think Days of Thunder is better. Um, but it's yeah. it's just yeah. It, I, I was never struck in the same way that others were by Top Gun. Um, right. To our next question though, Justin writes: As I get older, I get more nostalgic for the older movies of my youth. Is Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Gremlins, Wild Wild West? So, he adds that because he does. So what are you, those are some of his favorites? What are some of your favorite films oh, from see. your youth that you really love? And he adds, also kidding about Wild Wild West. Just been a while since I mentioned it. <laughs> so thanks for that. Um, you know, I think we, we've we've handled this question a number of times in the past as far as kind of nostalgic love for movies. And I've got on the record as saying, yeah. as much as I like a lot of movies from when I was younger, I tend to not be too nostalgic for a lot of movies. I know that's not not everyone shares the same thing, and that's not you know it's not bad to be nostalgic whatsoever. And I certainly have some. 
admiration for movies that I enjoyed when I was younger, but I think the movies that I like now that I enjoyed when I was younger are because I still see the things that really work about them, regardless of my how informed I am by my youth as far as those movies. But how about how about you, Philip? Are you do you have like nostalgic love for certain movies? Yeah, no, I, I think I I definitely do. Like I mean I mean one I was gonna say or we talked about Jumanji uh-huh. earlier and you can talk about Jumanji and I know you don't like hook either. Yep. <laughs> um, but those are, uh, I mean, those are ones, yeah, that I, it's one of those are ones I would watch over and over again as a kid. And I just, you know, even, and then when I watch them now, it's like the musical cues or, um, you know, little bits of the performance that you remember one that I watch, uh, at Christmas time, is the first Tim Allen Santa Claus like because I loved it as a uh-huh. kid and it's like that one to me though it does hold up the the rest the two and three are ridiculous and are terrible and just totally bring down that first one but that first one is is you know loved it as a kid and I think it's still legitimately funny um the, but uh you, you mentioned Santa Claus and I do like the Santa Claus although every time I watch it now the more and more I think wait he just murdered Santa Claus and no one's talking about this <laughs> I know, I know, but it's I, I, I could probably my wife and I could probably go back and forth and just perform that entire movie for you, like without it having it on or anything, because that's how much we watch it at Christmas. But um, but I, I'm not totally like you know nostalgia, you know doesn't you know I don't have nostalgia goggles on for everything like. Uh, earlier this year, Netflix added a blank check. I don't know if you've ever watched that one. And I remember, you know, it was one of those kid fantasy ones where he gets, he can buy anything he wants and it's a totally nineties movie in what he buys. And it was just like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't very good. This is actually kind of terrible. And, uh, so it's, it's not on for everything, but, uh, yeah, no, I, there's, there's plenty of, of stuff I loved that I have nostalgia for that I realize probably isn't as great as I once thought yeah, it was. Yeah, and that's... I know there are a number of movies that I just haven't watched since I was a child that I know I probably would not like as much, although I'll, I I look forward to the day when I revisit Three Ninjas, but um, <laughs> there, but there are... See, that was one I never watched repeatedly, like so I don't have a fondness for it, as, as which... There are, I've come to find out there are a lot of those that I apparently don't have a lot of fondness for that I should have, or you know, being of our age, I, 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 people would expect me to. But it is it is saying something about movies you like know the lines to, even if you don't like the movie. Like I feel like Mrs. Doubtfire is a movie that probably the, the one I know the best, despite not really liking the movie that much. But I know like I know oh, so I much of the movie. It. It's probably it's better than Hook <laughs> and, and um, Jumanji <laughs> for me, as far as apparently a strange number of Robin Williams '90s films that I really dislike, like flubber and jack for example as well but um <laughs> jack was weird man jack, yeah jack it was not a good it's, movie <laughs> but, it's, it's it's been a while since i've seen see i haven't i haven't rewatched that but i remember being excited to see it because of jumanji and because of hook <laughs> and like i was like oh yes another one and what i don't know what it was with robin williams he had a hold on our generation he did. And, some... and rightfully so I mean, he's a, he was a gifted performer i have no problem with robin williams whatsoever but this is when i look back when oh, i look yeah. back at a lot of the movies it's like there's a lot of suck here that I just don't appreciate the same way that some other people seem to, which I, I hold nothing against you or anybody else for liking those, some of those movies, but I'm just like, yeah, yeah. oh man, like <laughs> there's a lot of these that I watched and certainly watched multiple times, but I just do not care for. Anymore. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. I mean, and, and I, you know, I don't, I'm assuming you feel a certain way about Aladdin. Oh yeah. I love Aladdin. That, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
I was going to say that. I mean, that's probably has a lot to do with it, just as far as our generation's concerned, because uh, my daughter is two and a half now. So we're in the midst of rewatching movies. I've probably seen Moana 4000 times this year mm-hmm. so far, but um, w- recently showed her Aladdin. And I mean, other than him being great in that, it's just it really reinforced like, yeah, I, I you know, you know, every word of that, but. The songs are so consistent yeah. in that one. It's just, it's 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 pretty amazing. I definitely had some serious nostalgia for that, and that one didn't let me down. Was she into it? Was she into Aladdin? Oh yeah, oh yeah, loved Good. it. Well, I was curious, you know, see kids loved like it. coming up and like watching certain movies. Yeah, love. I mean, obviously loves Moana. Loved Aladdin. Beauty and the Beast was too scary. Uh, so the, we did obviously the animated version, not the, uh, <laughs> not, not the, not the, not the new not one, the, the, the torture, the, 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 not the, the ugly yeah. one. <laughs> All right. But, uh, but yeah. Well, very so. cool. Uh, okay. Well, th- thanks everybody for the questions and the answers. Of course, I was feedback, feedback, feedback. And, um, now in lieu of games, uh, we're actually going to do, as I mentioned, and as Jimmy, uh, laid out already our uh, top five films of the year so far. Um, so it's it's literally the end of the end of June. It's the second day of July at this point. So we're actually halfway through the entire year. And so we've certainly seen a number of movies. And um, I wanted to kind of lay out what we've uh, what we liked. What of our what of our what our favorite movies have been uh, so far. Philip, you got a, you got a list of five you got going. I do. Yeah, and it was actually kind of tough to come up. Not terribly tough, but uh, I, I want to you know put a forward on this. I haven't seen Jimmy mentioned mentioned Colossal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't, I didn't get a chance to see that. Um, the Big Sick hasn't opened here yet, and um, the Beguiled opened Friday, and so I'll see that this week. But I haven't, I haven't had a chance to see that yet. And then obviously, um, you know, War for the Planet of the Apes and uh, Valerian are getting good early words from people who've seen them. But I obviously that's haven't seen those. That's the second half either. of the year. Jimmy's cheating with those picks. That yeah. Count. So. <laughs> so this is this is purely first half of the year, but um, and I. I I say no particular order, but uh, if I had to rank them, I would go uh, five Logan, uh, four Baby Driver, three Guardians, uh, volume two. Uh, Two is Gifted, which is actually the Mark Webb, Chris Evans uh, movie. And then Get Out at number one is what I would have right now. So fun thoughts right here. We both are the same number one. Um, My my top five, I have uh, The Lost City of Z, um, The Big... The okay. Big Sick, uh, Kong Skull Island, which I had a blast with. I really liked Kong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Baby Driver, number two. And, yeah, Get Out is number one. So mm. we're, we're on the same page on that one for sure. I got some honorable mentions, too. I did see Colossal, and I am a big fan of that film. Um, I liked, I'm really anxious to see uh, that. John, and obviously The Big Sick. Yeah, yeah the Big the big Sick's great. I can't wait for you to get a hand on that one because it's, really, it's a really charming like love story mixed with some drama in there. Just it does a great job. Very funny. So. Yeah, no, it, I mean, I haven't heard a yeah. single bad word I mean, about if it. If you so saw I'm the like, house of a bunch of funny people, the Big Sick also has a bunch of funny people just being funny, <laughs> and it just happens to have a great story to go with it, so it works out. Yeah. Um, John Wick Chapter 2 is another honorable mention, and um, It Comes at Night. I uh, really like It Comes at Night. Yeah, see, I was on the other side of It Comes at Night with, uh, I think, we, I mean, we may have yeah, I a recall. little bit yeah, back yeah, and yeah. forth on yeah. that one. But, uh, but yeah, no, I obviously I... I was I was excited going into that one. I I enjoyed uh, Krisha or Krisha, however people decide to say that. But um, yeah, I saw that and you know was really impressed by what he had done with what he had to work with, and so I was excited to see it. But yeah, I was just 
you know, I, I didn't get it. I wasn't cool enough to get that it's one. It's not about being cool enough. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I like that you saw Kreisha. Like, you had you had some perspective going in, for sure. Like, not that a movie requires you to see that, but, like, I, I mean, no. you're certainly speaking from you know what this director's capable of. And so, I, like, it's right. it's good to hear yeah. that perspective. And I, and I certainly understand what he was going for with yeah. it. Like, I, I, I get, you know, the idea that he was going for, and I can appreciate the type of restraint he was exercising and the trust that he put, you know, in his audience to to understand what he was going for. Um, but as far as, like, actually executing it, I didn't think it was successful as it could have been. So that one was kind of – was I would actually put that on more one of my bigger disappointments of the year because I was pretty pumped for that one. But, uh, but no, it's um, – and I had a hard time wrestling with Logan or Wonder Woman, and it may just because I've only seen Wonder Woman once. But the, the superhero movies really have been pretty exceptional this year. I th- yeah, it's a nice know, turnaround from last I year. Know. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah. as much as I mean, some of those were derided quite a bit, and I'm not like I obviously I was super down on Suicide Squad, but BBS has admirable yeah. qualities. But this year has been pretty consistent as far as like these are fun. They're different to different varying degrees. They involve you. They have great character work going on. Like there's just a lot working here as far as these ones. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I, I was just going to say, maybe it's only cause I've seen wonder woman one, you know, the one time and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but it just, obviously Logan kind of edges that out just because of the emotional impact it has. For and sure. the, the kind of, uh, you know, just everything about that is is pretty solid and i've seen it more than once so um but i guardians for me is kind of the the genuine surprise because i thought it would be you know i didn't know really what to expect what he was going to do with it and i just think kurt russell's villain is one of the best marvel villains i mean not that that's a hard you know not high not bar, too high yeah. of a bar to overcome yeah but uh uh, just everything he did with the story and that and the boldness of kind of breaking up the actual guardians group and giving everyone a th- through emotional line of, of to overcome and connect with and everything. I, I just thought it was really well crafted and, and it, it had a, a punch at the end of it that I didn't see coming kind of the same with, with gifted. That's kind of my weird pick, but that thing just got me in a way that I did not. See I can see. In. I mean, you're you're a father. I get I get I get where that's I get where that's coming from to an extent. Also, it's just I do think it's a genuinely good movie. Also, I agree with you. It's not one of my favorites, but I certainly like the movie. And I think yeah. Chris Evans. Yeah, no. Chris it, Evans, who you know doesn't get much of a chance these days to act outside of Captain America, he does a really good job in that movie. Yeah, no. I it was just you know I kind of went in thinking one thing and. Um, you know, and I was excited. Mark Webb, you know, 500 Days of Summer. And then I was one of the few who enjoyed not just the first Garfield Spider-Man, but I really, really liked that amazing Spider-Man. I'm with too, you. And I'm with you. I like both office. of those amazing. I mean, I don't I don't love them. I, uh, but the, the I think the second one in particular is is so like bug. You talk about um, a book of Henry being crazy. Spider-Man 2 is a pretty crazy yeah. movie for a blockbuster involving Spider-Man, and I really enjoyed how crazy the, the craziness of it. I did not understand, like, legitimately, genuinely did not understand where all the hate was coming from for that, so I was excited to, to see what he'd do, you know, getting back to kind of the smaller-scale uh-huh. stuff, and uh, it was, uh, Gifted is is definitely one, it's definitely worth a rental if you didn't get a, you know, a chance to see it in theaters, yeah. definitely vod or, or something on that it's 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 a yeah and as a parent it, it really is crazy how much your perspective changes on movies dealing with children once you have some of your own and so it, it that certainly yeah i'm not ignorant to the fact that definitely factors into the emotional pull on that one so but yeah i definitely recommend it and and get out is just i've rewatched that now several times and it's 
fantastic. Obviously, it's both our number one. So yeah, it's good. It's 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 as good as everyone has said it said yeah, it is. Get out certainly grown for me. Like I already really liked it, but having watched it a couple times now and just the perspective it has, especially during current times, it just it really works. It really plays well. Oh yeah. It it's well acted by everybody. The it's so it's very efficiently made. Like it doesn't waste any time as far as what's doing. Like every scene matters in that movie, and that's the best kind mm-hmm. of thing. Which I think is the same about Baby Driver, which is why it's my number two. Where it's just like there's very little fat on these movies. It's not that you don't. Not that that's always a bad thing. Like having just extraneous scenes that just could be out, but because they add something from the character or something, you could have them in there. But those movies, they just they feel tight as a drum. Like they're doing what they need to do. They're yeah. fun. They're enjoyable. They're thrilling. But they just and they get in and get out, <laughs> literally in one case. So. Yeah. No, I think that that final little bit and get out and you know it's july and it came out in february so i don't know how much of a i won't say Uh, anything but you should see it you know if you haven't seen it sorry but uh yeah that final moment where the cop car pulls up the what the in the theater when that i mean it doesn't get better than that like (laughs) yeah it's it's uh i mean just because of how much that relates to where we are right now and everything going on like that it was able to pull that off is just it's it's a masterful moment and it's 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 great it's it's one of those times you know that's the thing about kind of living outside you know the east west coast where the big you know the bigger critics and everything are is you have to deal with getting your expectations set even if you don't read reviews it's you know, you're still going to hear things about movies, especially if you follow a lot of movie-loving people on social media. And so, to go into that and for it to not only live up to but exceed the hype of what was get, what Get Out was getting was fantastic. So, you know, I, I just was like, no, this is absolutely a great. That's a movie. great perspective to have, by the way, because I get to this point where obviously I mean, I'm within this kind of LA critical community or LA New York critical community where we see things sometimes ahead of time or even you know a couple of days in advance, and it's but you know. I may not like certain things, but I don't I don't necessarily like to kind of chime in on it over and over again before it comes out if I don't have to. Same with if I like something, I just want to encourage it to come out. Uh, like Baby Driver, I've been nonstop. Right. Like I need to like well, I want to keep talking about this, especially because it's smaller. It's not like something that everyone's going to see regardless. You know, like a big superhero movie, like everyone's going to see that. It doesn't matter if, you know how many times I tweet about how much you should go and see it. Something like Baby Driver is like I want people to see this movie. It's great, but. Reg- yeah, you want to but something it. like like last year, Suicide Squad was coming out. And as much as I hate Suicide Squad, it just it, it made me feel bad that like I was a part of this conversation where the the narrative of it just being so horrible, and then it comes out, and you know you know some people wanted you know it's not as bad as it said, or we really liked it, what have you. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it makes you it does make me feel bad that there's like an entire conversation for people that want to participate in it that are just seeing just nothing but vitriol come out about something that they're legitimately excited for. And it, you know, watch yeah. oh, even yeah. like Batman Superman. That's a that's an easier example because it's like that's very much divided the line as far as like it's either you know good or great or just bad or awful. And like while I leaned on the kind of mixed side of it, it's just like how do you, it's hard to like imagine sitting there for like a week and just hearing nothing but bad things about a movie that you expect to be one of the best things ever because it's Batman versus Superman in a movie, and it's like oh it's it's terrible. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's it's I mean how do you, lately with apes and spider-man it's i've been like why do we even do this initial reaction <laughs> thing because it's, no one's gonna care by the, that time we're able to you know we're like oh we'll go on the thursday and get it out on the friday it doesn't matter you guys saw it two weeks ago you know so it's or the embargo at least dropped two weeks ago so um but no that i mean that's yeah it's a, a apes is a, is a great like obviously it's just been getting praised out 
the wazoo and it's just like it's really setting a high bar even though i haven't read any particulars on any of the reviews i try not to before yeah, writing me. my own yes, but it's yeah. really it's really hard to when especially when they're so positive it's like oh you want to know why people are loving it but it's like you want to also have your own fresh perspective especially if you're going to go ahead and put something out there as well and try to add to the conversation so um it's yeah but that does i mean headlines automatically affect expectations regardless of if if, if you read the content mm-hmm. or not so it's it's been tough but um i'm i'm certainly looking forward to it and and i'm happy to be here july seems to be a more promising month than than yeah, june yeah i've so. uh, i've seen a couple big movies from july and you know the things are things are pretty bright right now but um yeah i mean and with what jimmy was saying about valerian yeah. and you automatically kind of expect dunkirk to be impressive yeah. and so Hopefully, uh, hopefully it all pans out. So, uh, I mean, for me anyway, you've I've seen, seen some of these. I've seen, seen some, some of these, yeah. But uh, to, just to get back to the kind of best of the year so far, uh, you mentioned Gifted. Are there any other kind of unheralded movies that you really liked that you'd want to put your bag behind? You know, the one I it's 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 not nearly as good as I'd hoped it was going to be, but I wish more people would see it just to um, you know so we could talk about it more. And I want to watch it a second time. Is a cure for oh wellness. yes and. Uh, <laughs> That's just because I think Verbinski is like fascinating. Yeah. Like he's like kind of this I don't know if it you would say the antithesis of Michael Bay, but it's so weird how he gets not no you wouldn't say antithesis, but um, I see what you're saying that though. He yeah, gets I, these I get that. Huge yeah. budgets. Like he gets these huge budgets and to do these original types of movies and like I did not dislike The Lone Ranger. I thought it was okay. It, yeah, it was, it was too long and it was bloated, mm-hmm. but it's gorgeous and so is a cure for wellness and it's got interesting stuff going on in it i think the screenplay needed a few more draft drafts on a cure for wellness uh but it's yeah it's i think it's a fascinating movie to to experience and certainly uh one that's even more fascinating to probably talk about with with a group of people i completely agree actually um, that is that is one that I, I do like and i am a big fan of verbinski as a filmmaker in general and it's one that yeah, yeah. i wouldn't say is perfect by any means but it has so much more going for it than some other movies that are just kind of generic like here's this week's this kind of thing yeah yeah no it's it's definitely one i was excited to see because of verbinski and uh um it's just yeah it it's again a little too bloated and everything and there's a ton of stuff we could we could talk about about it but it's 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 solid and it's it's interesting and it's it's original Uh, you know there's that word again so it's i mean and not everything original is going to be great obviously but uh like i had big hopes for you know live by night Mm -hmm. and i think you know that was something that maybe a certain type of audience was like, but it certainly wasn't, didn't live up to what it could have been. But no, I'm, I was trying to think of any others. I'll throw um, out the Lost City of Z because that is a book that I've been champion, championing. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I enjoyed that one. I didn't think it was, you know, exceptional by any means or anything like that. It was a little too slow and anticlimactic for me, but I kind of knew what to expect because I knew the story going in. But it's certainly a, a well crafted movie. And I actually, I'm not a huge Charlie Hunnam fan, but I really liked him. No, in I'd that say movie. this is his best, like, the theatrical performance um like because yeah yeah he's he's been kind of placed in these kind of bland roles of Pacific, even pacific rim which i really like he he's not the, he's not the shining part of pacific rim for me or um right. uh crimson peak um he's just like he's the mopey guy in the background for that movie but like yeah, yeah no here he gives yeah. all he gives all there's a lot to work with here which i really enjoy but i just love yes. the the look of that movie i thought james gray did a great job of creating this world and taking you on an adventure that 
you know, it's not the typical, like, you know, nonstop visceral ride, visceral thrill ride of adventure. It's just more of this kind of introspective journey that the characters are taking. And the acting is just really strong, too. Like, Robert Pattinson is great in that movie. Like, <laughs> he is. No, yeah. I'm, you know, it, yeah, he really is. I'm excited to see that new one with Yeah, him and, I saw the trailer for the screen yeah, at some festivals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he's really, I mean, I, I, anytime you bring up Pattinson, I'm always like, if you haven't seen The Rover, go see it, because I just, I loved that movie. Yeah, him so. and Stewart, outside of John Twilight, have just Robert. been doing nonstop great movies. It seems like they're doing, oh, their, they're doing their jobs. Yeah. Uh, in, the indie scene is where they belong, apparently. But um, uh, Yeah, no. Uh, but yeah and kong i did have a good time with oh, it. Yeah. I, I did enjoy it, it just, <laughs> it's uh you know it's one of those ones and i totally get where you're coming from because i can i feel like i understand how, how you feel about it and why you feel that way uh and it's it's yeah it's good fun and i i can't wait to see it again and i would definitely if people were like is it good i was like yeah you should definitely see it it's it's a fun it's the kind time. of thing where uh, as opposed to nostalgia club it's just like i had a great like it's more of the in the moment i know what kind of time i had with this movie and i get what it's doing and mm-hmm. kong just like can like oh, i'm a huge yeah. kong fan in general as far as the original kong movies the peter jackson kong like i like kong and so seeing a new take on it in a world where i'm already i'm already in the bag for any godzilla movie so you're going to give me like an introduction to this kong that's going to be fighting godzilla at some point it's like yes give me give me this and what i got is this crazy like the director i know is like you know he's in his 20s he's a huge video game fan it just feels like that guy made like a movie that he wants to see and just put that on screen and it's just fun and john c Riley's great and the whole even if the even if yeah, the whole is. cast is not entirely served with nothing but amazing cam- character moments, because what movie can serve that entire cast of, you know, amazing character arcs for every single one of them? But like, they all just seem to be having a great time, and it looks great. Like just yeah. seeing monster battles like that was just fun. I just really dug it. Oh yeah, no, it looks. Fa- I I can't wait to get the Blu-ray for it, just because visually it was it was fantastic. All right, so I think we've done plenty recapping some of the year as far as oh you know what we really like so far and what have you. Um, and there's certainly plenty of recommendations there. Yeah, and you can find all of our reviews and stuff on the previous episodes of our podcast. You can find Philip talking about them um, on Initial Reaction. So, you know, there's all that. Let's uh, start wrapping up the show here. First off, um, let's do some Out Now presents what's out now. These are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this week. Just a few, mainly because it's July 4th weekend, so I think that's why. Um, first is The Zookeeper's Wife. Did you see that one, Philip? I missed that one. No, yeah, it only played in a in one theater here and i didn't get a chance it was for a limited time so i didn't get a chance to get out and see it but i i'm interested yeah, in uh, it i'll watch anything that chest and i saw it and uh, it, you know it's it's fine like it, it's a good it's a good rental yep. that's for sure it's you know it's there's good chest and performance well, as good. you'd expect and like the movies it's good it's good enough not, not just nothing you know exemplary that's you know. yeah kind of what i figured but uh song to song this is the latest terrence malick film uh i didn't see that one either man yeah it's if you've been following that didn't play around here at if you've all. Been so. Following Malik's career, you know these days, it's oh, certainly <laughs> along the line as those other films, um, like Knight of Cups and To the Wonder. Right. I I, I think I, I I like this one probably the most of those. The, this and Knight of okay. Cups is still not like my favorite of Malik, but it's certainly interesting to watch. You know, a filmmaker take his camera and just kind of throw it at you and have a lot of just improv, excuse me, improvised scenes, whatnot going for a certain line of time and giving you a, a state of a, a certain kind of mood and actually yeah. i talked about um a ghost story a lot of malik in a ghost story as far as the kind of the way that movie's constructed okay. which which I, I kind of noted while i was watching it uh let's see yeah a24 is the only studio that will normally traditionally give us give the little rock market some uh some you know press screenings and everything but we haven't gotten one since moonlight so i <laughs> i'm hoping we get one for ghost story but if not i'm guessing i won't see did, that till did you August. get did you get free fire <laughs> oh no. wow 
And that was like a pretty that was a pretty wide release for A24. So I know, that's yeah. A, that's a I was disappointed. That's, just, that's a that's coming out in a few weeks, but that's a fun movie. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's out now. What's out now? Let's do extremely cool. These are new movies that are now on streaming on Netflix. That I can mention. Uh, let's see. First, uh, because it's a new month, that means Netflix generally just puts out like a lot of random films on streaming all of a sudden. So there's nothing like a, not a ton of like new releases. Um, but I'll mention a couple that I just saw that I really like. Best in Show is now back on Netflix. That's just a funny movie. Oh, <laughs> it's just a comedy yeah, classic right there. So. Uh, Matchstick Men. Um, it's a really good Ridley Scott movie of Nicolas Cage. I'm a big yeah. fan of that one. So I'm, I'm I wonder. have not thought about Matchstick Men. <laughs> I want to. I need to rewatch that. I don't think I've seen it since it originally uh, came out, and I probably didn't understand it as well as I should have. I wanted to note that one because I think that's a, just a really strong movie overall. A lot of great acting. Uh, let's see. This film, It's Only the End of the World, this is from Xavier Dolan, um, a filmmaker that I know a lot of a lot of people in the art house world like. Uh, yeah. Um, I haven't hopped on that train yet. I need to I need to do some research and find out what all the fuss is about. I know it was about. at Cannes this year, and it got kind of a mixed reaction, so it, it's now on Netflix for anybody else to find out what they think. And um, some show called Gypsy with Naomi Watts is on, so I figured I'd mention that just because it's out there, but I haven't heard great things about it, so <laughs> just, uh, just saying. Yeah. Um, all right. Saw that was yeah. added. Intrigue. So uh, that's extremely cool. Next week's show. Next week we'll be talking Spider-Man, colon, Homecoming, um, the latest in both the world of Spider-Man and the MCU. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Um, should be a fun show. I like talking about Spider-Man because he does whatever a spider can. Yep, I'm excited to see it, even though I feel like the rest of the world already has. <laughs> but you know what? All good. I'm excited for a Spider-Man right. movie. Uh, so last thing we do here, what should people go and see in theaters right now, and what do you plan to see next? Philip, what should people see in theaters right now? Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about Baby Driver. We talked about how it's, you know, an original, you know, vision of a of a single writer director and it's it's definitely worth supporting so as of this week definitely go see baby driver and support that uh that that type of filmmaking um what i plan on seeing next is like i said the beguiled open here opened here on friday so i am uh uh intrigued by that and heard a lot of good stuff about it so i'm going to try to catch that next uh before spider-man homecoming on, on i was a fan i like the beguiled quite a bit i think it's well done i'm I'm definitely excited to see see it. I'm I kind of fall in the middle when it comes to Coppola, so uh, I'm I'm interested to see where this one falls for me. Uh, I would also recommend Baby Driver to see that in theaters right away when you can. I do have some new numbers here, by the way. It made 30 million total in its uh, from its from its five awesome. day opening. It made 21 million this weekend, which again for a movie of this size, R-rated Fantastic. amidst all yeah. these other things. Really strong. I mean, for one thing, Despicable Me Three and Baby Driver outgrossed Transformers in its second week, which. Um, what did Transformers do in its uh, second week? 17 million. Oh, man. Uh, third place, 17 oh, million. It's at 102 total right now. Uh, for perspective, Ooh. the last Transformers, Age of Extinction, made, I think, something around like 162 million in its first five days of release. So, uh, yeah, things yeah. are waning as far as that franchise goes. A little yeah. bit. Uh, the house came in six with nine million, by the way. But they kind of just threw that They kind of just threw that movie at people. There's no real... Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did. And speaking yeah. of which, The Big Sick, uh, number 11, for being only in so many theaters, pretty good. It's doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. About that. uh, that's the other movie I'd recommend people go see, by the way. If you can find The Big Sick, it will be spreading over the you know the next month. So uh, certainly one to check out. Yeah, I think it opens here on the 14th, Yeah, I think that's when it goes wide. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's when yeah. we'll get it then. <laughs> yeah, what I plan to see, I don't know what I'm seeing next. I think I might be seeing Atomic Blonde sometime soon. Um, I know I'm seeing Valerian yeah. sometime 
in the next couple weeks. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, I've seen some of these big movies already, guys. It's hard. To... Well, if I yeah, I was gonna say if I agree with what everybody's saying, I've got a pretty good few weeks coming yeah. up with uh, you know, n- not only Spider Man and Apes and Valerian, but uh. You know, the big sick will finally open here. And like I said, seeing the beguiled. I, so, I will be thrilled. You know, and maybe hopefully a ghost story. So I'll be we'll thrilled see. if Dark Tower is good. Like if that movie turns out like I, you know, I, I, I'm not excited about it. I don't think it looks very good. But you know what? If August comes around and Dark Tower screens and it's like, you know what? This movie's a lot of fun. I'll be cool. I'm going to be completely happy about that. I, I hope <laughs> it's good. I have no uh, Charles, the guy who does initial reaction mm-hmm. with me, read the book, loved it, super excited for it. I'm on the other end. I haven't. I have no idea what the hype is about, or uh, you know what the extent of the story is. I know it's supposed to be like several movies uh-huh. and everything. So yeah, I'll just be happy if it's if it, it actually works out the way they want it. I, I want to like anything I go and see. You know, you never like. I think you're yeah. obviously oh, you're the yeah. same way. Like you never want to walk into something and be like, I hope this sucks. Like you want it to be great. And so like, given yeah. how. I love it. And so, surprised. yeah. So, given yeah. how July's going, it's just like I hope this carries through, and we just get like a great, <laughs> like, big budget Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey action horror movie. Like that. That sounds good on paper. Like, make that work. Like, so. Yeah. No. It would. You know, and Ma- that McConaughey chose it over. I mean, I know it's hard to know yeah. how anything's going to turn out just based on the based solely on the script, but you know that he chose doing that over uh, Guardians Two is. It could be could mean something could mean nothing mm-hmm. but maybe he saw something there that was worth worth you know giving that a shot over a guarantee who did he play in guard was he supposed to be kurt what? russell <laughs> i think he was yeah i think he was offered that one which i'm so glad russell yeah, that's a, that's like a, i don't dislike i don't do yeah i don't dislike what kind is like i can't see anybody but kurt russell playing the father of chris pratt like yeah yeah, so yeah no it's Yes, but I mean, and I, yeah, I adored what they did with Russell in there. So I'm, I'm so happy with that. But, but yeah, no. So I, yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by it. Seen that trailer a lot this week. So <laughs> this past week. So uh, the Dark yeah, Tower, yeah. I mean. So, um, uh, and it was funny because a lot of times it was paired with it. So two Stephen King trailers, and then sometimes it was paired with The Mountain Between Us. So two Idris, Idris Elba trailers, <laughs> okay. and uh, so yeah, it's he's 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 out there. Hopefully it'll. It'll pay so, off, yeah. but we'll see. Well, with that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of About Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeke.com. You can find all my written movie reviews over there as well as on wisedoblue.com. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Philip, where can people find more of your work online? Yeah, you can find all of my stuff. I run reviewsfromabed.com, so everything I post is on there. Uh, on YouTube, you can subscribe to Initial Reaction Reviews. We've been off for the past couple of weeks because they are remodeling the movie theater that we're uh, typically shoot at, but it should be opening reopening this week for Spider-Man Homecoming, so uh, we're going to figure out a way to have a Spider-Man Homecoming review up there on Friday. And then uh, moviemarker.com co.uk is uh, another site i write for and you can find my reviews on there as well and i'm on twitter at vandy price v-a-n-d-y price very cool and i assume the remodel of this theater means they're making a special balcony section for you guys so you can sit there and watch the movies that makes right that is i'm under that same assumption <laughs> so uh if, if not amc i'm gonna be mad but you know what it is. <laughs> all right uh you can find all the other episodes about now there and abe over on itunes as well as on audio boom uh, feel free to find our older episodes over at hhwlod.com as well as on Podomatic. You can email us over at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Baby Driver or anything else we talked about this week. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash outnowpodcast. Twitter at outnow underscore podcast. Uh, please send us any uh, crazy car-related gifts over at outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. And, uh, of course, there's our banner contest as well. If you have a Facebook banner you want to throw out to us, uh, give us give us a hit over at Facebook or at the email. Uh, but, yeah, Philip, thank you very much for joining me today. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, happy to be cool. here. Anytime. Thanks again to Jimmy O for stopping by as well. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, happy 4th of July, everybody. Um, the show should probably be out either right as fireworks are going off or a little bit after it, but here you go. Um, and, yeah, next week's Spider-Man. Really excited about that one. And so until next time, so long and goodbye. You move it to the left. Yeah, and you go for yourself. You move it to the right. Yeah, if it takes all night. That's where I get, why me easy, easy like Sunday hey. morning, uh, yeah. What's your name, baby? Your name's Baby? B-A-B-Y, Baby. I saw, I'll talk about this, but I saw it again at 40X on Friday. And, oh, I want to see oh, it like that. We'll get, we'll get to that. Okay. <clears throat> okay.